What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, 6 to 8 a.m. on the wake-up call, plus the 1 to 4 p.m. daily for the Coach JB Show. Has a proud, proud, proud new sponsor, Roman. Make sure you check it out because it, when it comes to intimacy, we all want to feel confident. But for a lot of guys out there, erectile dysfunction gets in the way. This issue affects people differently, but is actually something that 52% of men will experience some form of during their life. So make sure you head on over to Roman. You know how when you're wearing that great outfit and everything just looks right and your confidence is soaring and you like the swag and you're feeling flashy, you can walk into a room knowing you're on a game and is on point. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. So whether you're looking for gains at the gym or better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame and showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head-on with Roman. Proud new sponsor to Coach AB Show, Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish. You can connect with licensed medical provider via Roman's convenient online visit. Prescription ED treatments are safe, effective, and the FDA approved, and used by millions of men. Free two-day shipping. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can help rebuild the confidence during sex. Head on over to ro.co slash coachjb today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's ro.co slash coachjb. ro.co slash coachjb. And head on over to Roman. Tell him Coach JB sent you. Proud new sponsor to Coach JB Show. Appreciate you. Peace. Wake up, wake up. What up, man? The Real Coach JB here. We got an action-packed show this morning for you, man. I'm going to get it started right here. Bring in the one and only Brian Mitchell. He joins me this morning. Right after this intro, make sure you head on over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, and tell him I sent you. Get you 50% off welcome bonus for all this weekend's action, college and pro. And uh, right after this intro video, we'll get to the quote of the day. And Brian Mitchell... And we'll bring him right in. Um, Appreciate him joining us. I'll see you in about 30 seconds. Appreciate everybody joining me this morning on this fearless Friday. Uh, we're going to be fearless for sure. I got the quote of the day real quick. The only thing that makes life unfair is the delusion that it should be fair. A lot of you guys think it's fair every day you wake up, man. This shit ain't fair. You got to go earn this thing. Get it. Change yourself. Be different. Uh, if it was easy, everybody, it's easy being average. Go be different, man. Shit, everybody's average. Um Man, I can't wait to bring my my our guest in here, man. Let me let me pull up his info. I'm gonna have his info on the ticker, uh, so you know NBC SW and the 106.7, the fan host plus author, former NFL return man specialist, running back extraordinaire, uh, Brian Mitchell joins us, man. I appreciate you, Brian. Appreciate you greatly for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Oh man, I'm good, man. You looking good, man? Like you go out there and return kicks right now. I sure wish I could, man. I try to stay in shape, but I don't know if I'm 
I'm in that good of shape. <laughs> I, I already know. You on the East Coast? Yes, I'm on the East Coast. Now, you from out that way or, or what? I'm originally from uh, Louisiana, born and raised there, and then moved here in 1990 and been here ever since. Went to Philly, but kept my crib here. Went to New York still, kept the house here. And once I retired, I moved back here. I love this area. Uh, you know, I made my name here, so I may as well hang around for a bit. No doubt. Man, you played with one of my boys, I think, man. Uh, Bruce Walker, was he there with you for a minute? Uh, no, I don't think Bruce was here with me. You remember Bruce from UCLA? Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't think he played here with me. He was, uh, he got, Kotite uh, drafted him. Co so he must have been in Philly you're talking about. Yeah, I was, I'm talking Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I played in Philly 2000 to 2003. I had Andy Reid when I was there. Oh, uh, you was with Reid. That's right. Yeah. Donovan and all them, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, man, what's your – so when do you host your show? I'm on from uh, 10 to 2 uh, East Coast time. So in about another 40, 55 minutes, I'll be starting up. But, you know, when you ask me to come on, I definitely want to come on with you, man. No, nah, man, I appreciate you. I'll get you out here early. You man, uh, let me ask you this, man. You're – you're like in NFL lore, uh, uh, like in my estimation, as one of the greatest return men in all, of all time. If I told you to give me one word or two words, how would you sum up today's NFL? And part two, could you make a living today returning kicks? Because they've eliminated that part of the game, dog. Like, I'm confused. Well, I, I think I would have still made a living because I don't have a problem bringing it out the end zone, and I don't have a problem returning oh, yeah. kicks and punts, too. Uh, the NFL to me today, I would say confusing. You know, they they talk about they care about the safety of the players, and I, I saw your deal on uh, two attacking for law, and, I, and it's the exact exact thing. You know, this guy was stumbling around as if he was drunk, and they said, "Oh, he passed the test." How the hell did he pass the test? Man. They put him back in the game, and we watch week in and week out. You know, you can hit certain players any kind of way, but you can't touch the the quarterbacks that are statues. If they can't be touched, then they shouldn't be playing football. You know, and I think if they were to give some get get more guaranteed contracts and things of that nature, you'll see guys uh, probably going out and not giving a damn about it. You know, they just they 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 have too much confusion going on for me. Man, that's a great way to put it, man. I, I, you ain't lying about that. We're talking about his back hurt. I'm like, man, boy, please, you. This is crazy. Now, my hey, thing you is, brain hard enough. You it, it'll make you think your back hurt. <laughs> man, I'm tripping though. They, they they talk about protect, 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 and I'm just sitting there watching guys last night, and I'm just like, the only guy being O line, D line, still hitting head to head every play. Exactly. Yeah, like you guys, play. running backs and linebackers got a hit, but I mean, it ain't the same no more. But yeah. you know, we took the wedge breaker out back in the day. We we, we took our return, and, and it's just like to me, it just changed the game. It's like, man, this game ain't the same at all. I I, I know I know that, but yeah. so listen. You, saw, you hung up the cleats. Since you hung up the cleats, did you think this was what you'd be doing, like hosting a show, or, or is this something that just fell in your lap? You know, I, I did it while I played. I started doing it after my second year in the league. I did a Monday night show for football on radio, and I did a show on Sunday nights after the game. And, and, and uh, I, I never even thought about it. I thought it was just something. I, it gave me a voice. You know, you turn on the radio, you turn on TV, you see a lot of people that are not truly involved with sports making a lot of comments. And I wanted to be somebody that was in it to be able to, you know, give my point of view. And I started doing it. I did it for about, what, 12 years or so. And when I retired, I still didn't know. But I was called by uh, Comcast Sportsnet at the time, now NBC Sports Washington, and started doing TV, got back into radio, and here I am. <laughs>
Man, so are you are you like is it like is it a job to you? Is it work or you like you love it? It's you know what I tell people I've worked one day in my one year in my life. The year I went to New York I, when I was in Washington playing football when I was in Philly, it never felt like work because it was fun. And now I do radio and TV, and you know you get a chance to speak your mind, tell your opinion, and also educate some people on stuff. A lot of people that think they know sports they don't have a damn clue. So I, I'm here to try and bring it and make sure they understand a little better. So it doesn't feel like work to me at all. You know, my friends say, they say, you going to work? I said, no, nah, I'm going to have talk, have a conversation with my friend. My buddy and I do a show together, and we, it's basically like us just talking, having a drink. Hell yeah, man. Kudos to you, brother. Shit, that's, that's what it's about, man. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. What's your most memorable moments of playing in the league, man, as a player? And what, what was your favorite time as far as what team you were with? You were with some – NFC East legends at the time. Yeah. I mean, nowadays the conferences have just been to me. It's so watered down. Football is so yeah. watered down. I've never seen football this bad, man. Especially at the quarterback position. But yeah. like, what was your favorite? Well, my favorite was here winning the Super Bowl. I think that's my favorite moment as well. But you know, once uh, they the new regime came in here and took over this team, and they cut me, and I went to Philly. You know, going up there and and and. Uh, returning touchdowns uh, back and forth and all, uh, setting up a game-winning touchdown against them, you know, that, that was kind of good too. But I would have to say, you know, my first return ever, you know, I was a quarterback in high school and college, uh, got to the NFL. They say, we're going to make the team by being a kick returner or punt returner. I was the guy that always said, those guys are crazy. Looking to have somebody coming down to kill you. <laughs> and the first time I returned the ball, I returned it for a touchdown. And I think that moment right there made me realize I can do this. I gave up my my uh my my hopes of going to Canada to play quarterback, and you know, 14 years later, I was sitting where I was with all the records and things I did in the NFL. So the first time I ever did it was probably the most memorable moment. Damn. Um. Uh, what What is the most dysfunctional organization right now out of Washington, the Eagles, and the Giants? Are the Giants Washington. for real? Are the Giants for real? The Giants. Listen, I know people don't want to give them credit because of what they were. But, you know, some people decide to make a move. And you see this coach, Dayball has come in, and he has this team playing. Okay, they're believing in what he's selling. And he's not selling them a bunch of bullshit. You know, a lot of times people sell you that. But you watch them and you watch the way that they play. They play old school football. They run the ball. They play great defense. If you could do that in this game today, you're going to always be good. And Because I always tell people, look at the end of the year. The last two people normally can run the football. They normally can stop the run. No matter if they throw the ball all year, but they can yep. run the football and stop the run. If you can do that, you win late in the season and you can win in the playoffs. Those two things travel, man. Defense and run game. So I mean, yeah. that's a good point. How bad is how bad of an organization is Washington right now? Is it just totally fucked from the top to bottom, or is it just players, <laughs> or is it ownership? What is it? Well, you know, I think they had a lot, a lot of issues, and they're trying their best to uh, do some things, but they didn't. I, I don't think a lot of the people in the organization now knew how bad things were, you know, and that's like, that's the whole thing about it. And you can sit here and I know players always say that they don't pay attention to all that other stuff outside, but that's a bunch of BS. You know, I I played for 14 years and I know when you have all those things going on outside the football field, it starts to creep in. And when it creeps into your mind, that means you have less time to study, less time to watch film, less time to get yourself ready to play a football game. And we're starting to see that on the field. They have a lot of guys that are very, very talented, but they don't play together as a team. So until you can get all that stupid stuff out the way, and even the coach, you have a head coach 
who's focused on things outside of the football team, outside of playing football. And when that happens, it's going to be hard to have a lot of success. Man, I know. I think he's put he's, he's digging himself a hole, man. I, I don't think Wentz is the guy anyway. I just never believed in Wentz. I, mm-hmm. You know, I just think they got to you, – You think like I do. <laughs> man, I, I've been saying for years, everyone, are oh, you a hater? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm the truth teller. Like, you guys can't tell it different. Like, let me ask you this. Do they have to blow that roster up? Because without yeah. – they're going to have to get rid of Wentz eventually. Heineke's not a franchise guy. I think he's going to come in and get some wins, though. I think he's going to bring the energy that's going to kind of resurrect the team for a few weeks. But then their roster is going to take over and they're going to just be that team they are. But, like, do they have to blow this up just because of the win situation? And I don't think they have to because after this year, he has no more guarantees. They can let him go and they don't have to worry about anything else with him. You can go because he's $27 million on the cap next year if they were to keep him. But if they cut him, it's nothing. So now you can go and get your – if you can find one of these young quarterbacks coming out of the league now, you know, and, and, and the problem is, Coaches think that it takes three, four years. That's Ron's mindset. It doesn't take three or four years for guys to play. Hell, Jalen Hurts is playing very good after two two years. You know, we look right there in uh, in uh, Dallas. You got a, a backup playing, and they were winning the game. They won four in a row. You go up there, and uh, Daniel Jones right now, what they're telling Daniel Jones, hey, don't just sit in the pocket. If you see something, take it. But too many times they want to change how a quarterback plays. You know, the, the, like you remember back in the day, you, you, you're old enough to know like me. Back in the day, the pro game was totally different than the college game. Today, the pro game copies off the college yep. game. So yep. quarterbacks now from high school all the way to the pros, all they do is throw the ball around. So if you got a guy that can sling it in college, he could damn sure sling it in the pros. You just got to make sure you divide, derive an offense that fits him and not try to force him to some of these prehistoric offenses that they have out there in the NFL. I, I, yeah, we're getting – like, I just think right now, if I coached again – I don't know if I'll ever do it again, these soft-ass cats. But if I coached again, <laughs> dog, I would run – I would get into some two-back. I'd be running downhill on your ass and run the football like the great Cowboy teams, like your giant mm-hmm. teams, like the Eagles back in – like, dog, I'd be running the football. Linebackers and defenses will be turning it down. They don't want to They don't want to face that no more. Yeah, and we're just, throwing the ball 70 times a game. Josh Allen throwing yeah. the ball 70 times a game. And I keep telling people, I'm just like, dog, Buffalo might be talented and Josh Allen might be a freak of nature and all that. But until he wins a game that's meaningful in the playoffs and they mm-hmm. can show me they can balance it out and run the football some more and not put it all on Josh Allen, because Josh Allen's one injury away from Buffalo being Buffalo. Oh, yeah. If he gets hurt, <laughs> their backup can't keep up. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I'm like, run the football, man. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's the thing of it is, like, right now, I tell people, like, you know, with all the gambling going on right now, you know why the you know why the people in Vegas and all the gambling uh, uh, companies are so close? Because everybody in the NFL does the same thing. They got all of them at the same analytic sheet, tell them yeah. what to do in this situation, that situation. You watch college football, and that stuff is a little tougher to, to hold on to because everybody's doing something different. I would come out, I tell them I'll run a different offense in each quarter. I have a defense so damn confused it'll be ridiculous. <laughs> I'll, I'll, look, I may have a quarterback on my roster that's an option quarterback, and I'll run the damn option the whole quarter and see what you can do with it. Man, you know, this is the problem. I, like, this analytical crap, man, is like taking over for common sense. Like, I, it don't make no sense to me. Like, and I and I just, just what you said, man, the, the gambling with the analytics is something I, I brought up on my show the other day. I'm like, 
Look at who's marching the sidelines now in the NFL as the head coaches. They look like a bunch of damn math majors. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Ain't, it, ain't, it ain't. Andy Reid's on his way out. He, he's, he's a grandfather in guy. Belichick's yeah. a grandfathered in guy. You may have a couple other guys in there. You know, Tomlin, of course. And Arians got out. Uh, you know, who, who else is really OG in there that's kind of putting a little bit of fear into the into – the, into the business like there ain't nobody man these cats are like you saw kyler murray last night running off the field talking talking crazy to cliff kingsbury and i'm just like i'm like okay what part of the game is this like i don't see this happening to belichick tomlin andy reed like no no you know it's like i i was a fiery guy playing but you have respect for certain coaches you know i would have never done that with coach gibbs you know, and I think what's happening right now is the, they're hiring the younger guy who they think is more innovative because what he's doing, you know, with all this analytics, what it has allowed is normally the football people ran football. Now you're getting the people in the suits trying to yes. run football. Yes. And you're getting a lot of people that couldn't play the sport. So now they come up with all these analytics and things of that nature. So they feel like they have some control over the sport. And a lot of owners are buying into this BS. And what I'll say is, like, uh, one thing I look at every year, they're making it easier for them to practice. They're not making it tough on them in, in our training camp. And then I look at the first four weeks of the season as preseason now. The first three, the, the three preseason games, they don't play any starters any damn way. Yeah. Well, the first four weeks of the season is when you see major injuries, superstar players get hurt because they're not preparing themselves. The little I always use this example. When you were younger, they would tell you how to take a car and you gradually drive the car. Once you start driving a certain speed, then you can start going full speed in it. Well, what happens now, the guys go from zero to 100 when the season starts, and that's why all the injuries are happening. You know, you got guys, all they want to do is drink all the energy drinks. They lift weights. Nobody stretches anymore, and you have all these damn injuries. So, you know, I played 14 years, and I think I played the game fast. I played the game hard. I missed one game because Coach Gibbs helped me out. That was the last game of my rookie season. Did I have some injuries? Yes, but I was able to play with them. I had some hamstring strain. I see a guy get a hamstring strain now, and they out for damn five weeks. What the hell? You know, it just no, hey, dog, I'm going to be honest. You, exa- you just said exactly what I've been saying for this whole week's of shows. That's all I've been saying. Cats yeah. are putting these supplements in there because they're an ad sponsor for their, their brand, and mm-hmm. they don't realize they got to drink 10 times the amount of water. They don't drink it. So these cats are <laughs> cramping up. They're yeah. taking pills. They're doing all this shit. And then I just said, like you said, we aren't preparing nowadays like we once prepared as professionals. Like yeah. these guys ain't preparing like it's a – they're not invested as we were. And I, I said it just like you. Like you you used the car scenario. I'm saying they're giving these cats the keys to the Ferrari and they don't even know how to drive the thing yet. <laughs> yep. and, and we're giving them $200 million and Kyler Murray don't know what the hell protection he's in. Like I'm just like – I'm like, dog, all that compiled up. And then, Brian, tell me right now, if, if the Eagles gave you $200 million back in 1991, mm-hmm. would, would, would you have not chilled coming? Let's just say you come from the, the, the inner city. All mm-hmm. the kids that we've ever been around our coast or where we're from, come out, get in the league, get a $200 million offer. And I'd be like at 23 years old or whatever, man, I'm going to Dubai or some shit. Peace. <laughs> like, these you cats know, are I, I just – I think that – the way I was raised, and, and I, Charlie Castle, who was a general manager when I was here, 
he made a comment. He teaches classes at Georgetown now, and he said it was one person that he signed contracts with that always played better after they signed the contract. And they were like, what do you mean? He said, well, everybody said a guy's in his contract, and he's trying to go get a contract. But he said, I always played better after I signed the contract. And he asked me, why was that? I said, because I didn't care about the one I just signed. I was caring about the next one I'm going to get, or the next one. And I think my mindset was, if I got $200 million, I'm thinking about getting three, four hundred million the next time. You know, I'm always looking at, because what happens is I watch guys today, they get the money and they normally start to chill. And if you're if if all of a sudden you begin to fall off, they don't want to keep you around. Like I was just talking to uh, EB earlier. I was telling him that, you know, looking at Carson Wentz at twenty eight million dollars, not many teams gonna want to deal with that. Now, if he dropped down to eight million dollars, he has a chance to go be on a lot of teams. But at twenty eight, no. But back to the cars, NASCAR, IndyCar, before they race a 200, 300-mile race, what do they do? They run that track, that car around the track for 200 miles because now when they go in the race, they know that the car can do it. Yeah. You got guys playing one series in preseason, and then the coach thinks that because you've been going around practicing where you stop every five, ten seconds, you can go and play four quarters of a real football game full speed doesn't happen like that hey man let me ask you something veteran stadium back in the day were the were the rats as big as charles barkley say <laughs> listen to me i think when the cats showed up and they saw those rats they say hell with that they went somewhere else because there's some big rats in there man and then the floor the field was as terrible as seeing anything else it was it was dangerous but in my mindset they're playing on it i'm playing on it let's go hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> Uh, was it sad, even though they upgraded and got rid of it, was it sad to see those type of legendary places go? Yeah, it was, you know, because, like, you, you, there were those stadiums that you wanted to go and play in, you know, that, the Coliseum in Oakland, you know, you knew that the fans and how the stadiums were, it's going to bring a little a little, little, little edge to it. You know? And for me, I love going to the stadiums like that because the best thing in the world is to quiet in the crowd that's very, very vocal and irritating and they are obnoxious. You know, it's very going in there and shut them up. That's the best thing in the world for me. So I enjoy going to those places. Hey, I'll get you out of here in two seconds, man. Let me ask, if we're if we're coaching right now, me and you are coaching these young kids that have no idea how to return a damn punt or a kickoff return. Mm-hmm. What would you tell a cat? What would you tell a punt returner nowadays? Because back in the day, at least, there used to be the rule you couldn't. What was it? Three yards, wasn't it? Three yeah, feet. Well, they didn't have that in the NFL. That was college. Now, college. Now, in the yeah. NFL, nowadays, yeah, yeah. You know, college, yeah, everybody's right covering the returner, and they still—they're not even throwing a flag on him. He yeah. has to catch the football. Um, is it just nuts and guts, and you got to have that thing, or is it some? Is there a key to it? Because I think it's nuts and guts in that well, return. The key to it is ball security. Once you got the ball in your hand, like like my coach told me, if you give the ball back to the offense, that's a successful return. And I would tell him that you know, don't fumble the ball. But once you catch it. You know, you every player knows what to do, but my thing is, I want to know if you're afraid, because if you're afraid, you're not you're not you're in the wrong position. Because yeah. like this, and then they got the crazies coming yeah, down yeah. on kick return and punt return. I mean, kick and punt coverage. And once I got the football, my thing was get upfield as fast as you can. Like my coaches knew and my players knew, if I caught the ball, let's say we got a right return, I catch it on the left number. I'm not running to the right number. I'm running five yards. Right of where I'm at, five yards in front of me. And once I hit that spot, foot goes in the ground. I'm getting upfield. Because I think if you when you immediately start going back at people, they begin to break down. 
when they break down, your guys catch up. You don't have to knock the guy on the ground. You can just throw a shield. And I've always felt, you give me an arm, I'm going to take that damn arm with me. So my yeah, guys yeah. knew it. They're like, even the guys coming down, they knew when I looked them in the eye, that means I'm not fair catching. You keep oh, blocking, I'm going to take this chance. And uh, I think the problem is so many guys today, I see guys doing a fair catch when he got 10 yards, 15 yards. Yeah. Never. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, dog, that's our money. That's your money. <laughs> Hell yeah. They, I just think it's so enabled, man. I think these cats are so enabled and they, they're so, you know, just instant gratification. They want one right now, right now, and they don't really understand. They got to go earn that shit. And they don't go earn it no more. I just you know what I tell them, Coach? This is one thing. I tell you, this work at every level. Rules have changed in football at every level. Just like rules have changed when you're driving. Yeah. When, you, when I go through a, a, a green light, I still look right and left to see. Hell if yeah. Hell yeah. So if, if yeah, the rules are changing, you're not supposed to get hit in the head. They're not supposed to do this, but you still got to prepare yourself to play football. Football is a dangerous sport. And I tell guys all the time, I had fun during the football season. I damn tortured myself during the off season. And a lot of guys don't do that anymore. I yeah. watch guys, yeah, it, it, listen, you making money, you should travel. But you also should be putting in the work. So when the season starts, that's the time to shine and have fun. Preparation, man, it just lacks. I think there's investment. Like Kyler Murray, these cats, and like you said, man, we had we've had almost 500 injuries to date this season mm -hmm. in the NFL. 500. Yep. And dog, that's like a fourth of the of the league. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it comes to what you're saying, and I keep saying the same thing, man. We're saying exact same shit. Like, dog, these cats ain't preparing. We got more hamstrings, AC joint injuries, all the things that football lifts help with. Yep. We don't lift no more like we once did during the season, even maintaining. Like, we're not benching. We're not cleaning. These yep. cats are out doing fucking ropes and that. You know, all this shit. Like, oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, Jane Fonda and shit, right? <laughs> like, oh, man, we need that iron, man. It's yeah, just a different yeah. game, man, different game. And then you throw in analytics with it, man, and it's, uh, it's just like, man, what am I watching? And Thursday Night Football, Brian, the Amazon Prime. Yeah. Man, I coached Richard Sherman for a little while and his brother. Uh, I played against Tony Gonzalez, mm -hmm. and I, his brother was my tight end in Juco. Man, that's a weird-ass group of cats on that bench, man. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can watch this shit too much longer, man. It doesn't mess with me. And Herb Street, yeah. to me, is a college guy. He doesn't – he's not an NFL guy with the guy like Al Michaels. So it's just like a bad chemistry to me. I don't know. And yeah. then it shit just buffers. I think, I think they're trying to please too many genres yeah. of people. Instead it of just putting the people right. out there and let them give you the football. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, man, it's like, goddamn, Amazon buffering and shit. I can't watch it. I'm like, man, this is horrible. <laughs> I'm like, man. Hey, man, what is next for you? Well, you know, I, hey, I got one more kid to get out of college, you know, whatever it comes. You know, I'm, uh, I was trying to stay local because, uh, you know, you want to, I had been playing football and I was away from some of my kids' lives. And then when I got retired, when I retired, I wanted to be around. Till I get the last one out of college. She's a junior in college now. So if something nationally come or even the possibility of coaching, I never wanted to coach because I knew how much time it took. You know, now I think I have the ability to, well, you know, my wife, she's like, go. She wants me to go. <laughs> long as I'm sitting on the check, she's cool. <laughs> hey, hell yeah. Hey, it ain't Tom Brady and Giselle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I've been, I've been with her for 30 something years, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Hey, congratulations. Hey, what's the name of your book? Uh, 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 Champion's Heart. Champion's Heart. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a little kid's book. I wrote it just to 
show some people some of the things that helped me out along the way, things my dad told me that stuck with me that I still live by, you know, uh, how, how being around certain people and being able to go back and think, you know, the people that help you along the way. Everybody thinks because you made it to the NFL, you did it by yourself. I didn't do a damn thing by myself. I did the work, but I had people that enabled me and gave me the right guidance to get me where I wanted to go. So I wanted to just write something like that for some kids. And uh, now I got a mindset to go out and do something else because I feel as an adult, I see that those little things I did when I was young, those little things I was taught, they still work today. And just make sure people understand, never forget what got you where you were, where you are, because too many times we want to forget about where we came from. No doubt about it, man. I, hey, you ain't spoken true words, brother. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Hey, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know you're going on your show. If you right, guys man. want to listen, go on over and check him out. Is it live radio? Yeah, live radio. Uh, the 1067 The Fan right here in Washington, D.C. Or you can go on the Odyssey app and you can pull us up. Free app. Free app. Hey, free, hey free's good. You know how that is. <laughs> free that <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, if you ever need anything, let me know, brother. It's been a pleasure, man. And we'll hook up soon, I hope. All right, Coach. Take care of yourself, man. Be cool. All right, brother, you too. Be careful. All right. Brian Mitchell, one of the greatest return men in NFL history. Uh, make sure you head on over, follow him on Twitter, follow him on uh, 106.7 The Fan in D.C., and uh, check him out, man. Uh, much love for him popping on this morning before he gets to his job and his work uh, for that. Um, I'm going to take a two-minute piss break. I'll be right back. I'm going to let my dogs out because I had to get that going right away, and then I'm going to start the show from Jump Street. And uh, I'll be alone for the next uh, 45 or so. Matt will join me for a few. We'll talk some football, last night's breakdown, plus what's going on in college and in the NFL this weekend. And plus, I got to get everything going from my contrary to belief to slapsticks of the day. And uh, I got we haven't even started the pre-snap read. We got 400 people in here already. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. And I'll be back in three minutes. Don't go nowhere. Hit the like button, man. I'll be right back. Peace. But what do I know when I talk about the transfer portal being as shitty as it is, watering down college football? But what do I know when I say the landscape is completely open to anyone beating anyone? Have I not said it on this show? Did I not say it just a couple of days ago? Did I not do a video on Twitter about it? Did I not talk about it on my shows here? And people just, nah, coach, hell no. Nah. Really? So, Appalachian State goes into AM, a $40 million booster loaded roster. Coach makes $10 million a year. The head coach, Coach Clark at, at Appalachian, uh, Appalachian State, makes $425K a year. But what do I know? Appalachian State has one four star player on their roster, FYI. One. Texas A&M has 56 four- or five-star players. Go look it up. Go Google it. Go check it out. Go look it up. 40, $125,000 the head coach makes. Texas A&M special teams coordinator makes $1 million. So what do you think Appalachian State special teams coordinator makes? I'd say maybe 100K, maybe 100K, maybe 100K. 
maybe 100K. What do you think their quarterback coach makes? 45, 50. You know A&M's quarterback coach makes? $325,000. Almost as much as the head football coach at Appalachian State. But what do I know when I say it's watered down and Appalachian State deserves All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it cracking. Uh, we're right here. Welcome to the pre-snap read portion of the show brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com. Head on over to CanadaDipCBD.com. Get you uh, some some dip cans, man. Get you some uh, some tins using the promo code CoachJB. Um we're gonna we're gonna jump on into the pre-snap read. Um, got a lot to discuss, man. Lakers lost to the Clippers. Russell Westbrook went 0 for fucking 11 from the field. LeBron got 20, 10, and six. Not enough, in my opinion. Not enough. LeBron, that's not enough. LeBron is starting off slow. Uh, ah, man, the Lakers are fucking horrendous. They are a bad football or basketball team. I'm gonna be honest with you. AD got 25 and eight. But they're like meaningless points. They're like meaningless. Uh, if you really know football, they're like meaningless. Um, Clippers didn't impress me at all either. Uh, Kawhi's coming off the bench. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. Lakers are just, they got to blow it up. Westbrook, 0 for fucking 11. I think he shot nine three-pointers. Like, why is he shooting three-pointers? Like, I thought, dog, I thought you were going to fucking... Uh, Darvin Ham, I thought you had Russell under control, and he we know he's not a three-point shooter. We know he's a slasher. Motherfucker shot nine threes. Come on, man. Eddie Manyweather, where the fuck you at? Fucking Lakers, man. They look like shit. But I'll call it out because they're they're my team and they look like shit. I'm not gonna say the Lakers are gonna be the best team. <laughs> no, they're not. They're fucking horrible. Um Christy McCaffrey breaking news late last night during the Thursday night debacle on Amazon Prime. Christian McCaffrey's been traded to the 49ers. I said on the show yesterday that I thought the Bucks or the Niners were the best fits for him. Uh, he'll make his, re- his debut uh, in the red zone this Sunday versus the Panthers. Um, the, the Panthers received four draft picks, um, including a second, third, fourth round pick in 2023 a fifth round pick in 24 and the rams were apparently the 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 other team that was in the hunt and uh he ended up choosing to go to the niners i guess probably because of stanford ties uh probably because of his stanford ties so very interesting very interesting mccaffrey makes them a little bit better uh helps jimmy g check it down to a basically in essence a slot receiver out of the backfield because that's what mccaffrey is so that is a uh that's a tough one for me to swallow being a rams fan but i'm not really scared i think christian mccaffrey's a bleeder he is cp2 of the football world and i don't know if he makes it through the season anyway and the niners may have just literally blown up their franchise between trey lance and McCaffrey, both are going to be injured, possibly. Both won't even play a snap for their team. Both doing what we just said, Brian Mitchell just said. I'm not I'm not worried, dog. I'm not worried at all. I think that the, the Niners are making a horrible decision. And uh, I think McCaffrey, they gave up way too much for him. He's an injury walking 
thing to happen. He's ready to just blow up some way. Like, they gave up way too much for a running back who is got, what, three years left if he can stay healthy? <laughs> like, this cat's career's already been worn out. So, ah, I'm not feeling it, not feeling it. Uh, Mac Jones is supposedly going to start for the Patriots when he's healthy, uh, Belichick said. Uh, the Cardinals placed Hollywood Brown on IR last night. I want to do a. I want to introduce my new job, okay? And I got to make an announcement is on top of that. Um, and if you guys are in California, you want to join me tomorrow. Tomorrow's the big day for the Slapstick Cigar launch, three to eight p.m. Uh, right here in Costa Mesa at High Times Wine and Spirits, uh, located right between Newport Beach and Costa Mesa, right on the cusp. Uh, I'll be there three to eight signing books. Uh, you can buy a book there, or you can bring your own book. I don't care. I'll sign it, take a picture, get you some cigars. You got there's a, the greatest. It's the greatest liquor store as well. Uh, very very cheap, and they got live wine, cheese, and uh, festivities. And then you can walk around to a hundred bars, and there's a lot of beautiful women walking around there for you guys. I'm sure there's a lot of weirdo fucks for you girls. So come on down tomorrow and join me at high times, three to eight p.m. And uh, come chop it up with me, man. Um, I want to do it. I want to do a breakdown of a game. Like I want to. I want to act as if I'm an announcer. All right. And uh, last night, watching these people talk, uh, it's unbelievable. So Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Uh, Greg, what I mean was it's a liquor store that actually serves wine like a bar. That's what I meant. But you're not very smart, so you couldn't grasp that concept. (laughs) You got to catch, you got to keep up with me, dog. I talk fast, homie. I keep it rolling. That's what live wine means, motherfucker. Figure it out. Turn over a rock. Um, last night, Robbie Anderson gets into the game. He, He throws, he goes deep. They throw him a fade ball, and the announcers is like, Herbstreet goes, oh, Robbie Anderson, deep ball, ball's overthrown, and just a, a great addition to the team. He comes on the team, and we, he's known for being an explosive down-the-field wide receiver, uh, 6'3", 190. He's got huge upside. He can stretch the field. He's been known to make great catches. He's an addition to Kyler Murray. That's Ky- that's Kerb Herbstreet, all right? That's Herbstreet, Okay. Here's JB. Robbie Anderson, piece of shit motherfucker, just enters the game. He was just kicked off the field uh, a week ago with Carolina Panthers for being insubordinate. But guess what? We awarded this sorry motherfucker and brought him over here to Arizona so he can be with another shit bird in Kyler Murray. Here we go. Here's his first rep. He takes off, gets up, bump and run. He's crying already that he's getting contact by the corner. Ball's overthrown. He gives up on the football. That is what the fuck he is. And guess what? He's still a shitbird here in Arizona. Good job, Robbie Anderson. Fuck that. I'm 6'3", 190. I got great upside. I'm a deep threat. Why don't we say the real? Why don't we say... You know what? This motherfucker's getting a second opportunity. He's a piece of shit. I don't know why we brought him over here. Uh, he has really hasn't done much. He talked about Baker Mayfield before he even showed up in Carolina on Twitter. Now he gets kicked off the field. Why do we avoid all the real on mainstream media? Why do we avoid any type of discussion? 
The motherfucker didn't even bring up the fact that he was booted off the field, that he's a shitbird, that he's a fucking unbelievably horrible cancer in the locker. Why didn't you bring up any of that shit, Kirk? Like, I want to know the real. Like, I want real shit. Like, I want to be the commentator. Let's do a poll. Let's do a fucking uh, sign a petition, dog, to get me in a booth. That shit would be the highest rated show of all time. I'll do the fucking booth just one time and I'll leave. Fuck it. I don't even got to cuss, dog. People don't realize I can play the game and, 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 and do the game and not cuss. But, dog, give me a real fucking announcement and an analyst. Give me a real true breakdown. Don't give me no bullshit. 63190 can stretch the field. Great kid. Uh, no, he's not. He's not a great kid, Kirk Herbstreit. He's a shitbird. He's a piece of shit. And I would have choke fucked his ass right there with fucking Kyler Murray. I would have choke fucked him right there on the field. Can you imagine me going, not right there, I would have grabbed that motherfucker right there. I would have grabbed that motherfucker right there. Bitch, please, raise your motherfucking hand at me, bitch made motherfucker. Like, right there, he has no respect for you. Kirk Cliff Kingsbury, none, none. He's walking over there with aggression like you ain't gonna do shit. Bitch, I oughta grab your bitch ass, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. You soft motherfucker, I oughta grab the shit out of your ass. That's the problem. And we don't have no nuts and guts. Do you think, do you fucking think that that locker room is not going over to Kyler Murray telling him how I love you, Jim. You clown him, homie. You clown him. You don't think that Cliff Kingsbury lost the locker room? I don't give a fuck if they won the game. Imagine Cliff Kingsbury addressing the team afterwards. All right, guys. Great win. Here's the here's the game ball. Uh, the game ball is going to uh, Kyler. Maybe uh, I'll give it to Hopkins. Hopkins, uh, you had 10 catches. Uh, we targeted you 20 times. What I say on my show yesterday, they'll probably target him a shitload of times. But, uh, hmm, you know what, guys? I guarantee the whole team's like this. <laughs> They're not paying attention to that motherfucker in the locker room after the game. <clears throat> Andy Dalton throws for 400 yards, four touchdowns, three picks, two pick sixes. Uh, Matt comes on. We'll do a two-minute drill. And uh, I got to break down last night's keys to the game. I mean, fuck, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> two pick sixes change the game. I mean, take those away. The Saints win the football game. It's not like the fucking Arizona Cardinals did a bunch of magical shit. The Arizona Cardinals still were shitty last night. Kyler Murray still was shitty last night. He was 20 of 30 for 200 yards. <laughs> 10 of the balls, 10 of the 20 balls went to Hopkins. Like, it wasn't a great fucking performance. So we'll break that down later on. Um, I got to get to it, Mac. I don't know if you can find this Elijah Moore kid for the Jets who's requested a trade. But this is a receiver that is on a Jets team who is in historically, on a historical path to what Rex Ryan did, to what the great Joe Namath teams did. They're 4-2, and two, 
beating teams they shouldn't be beating on a in a in a culture setting environment that is changing the Jets and New York's landscape for the better. And I believe we need the Giants and the Jets to be good in the NFL. I think it makes a better NFL. This motherfucking crybaby puss ass fucking little boy once traded because he's not getting enough footballs thrown to him. Like, homie, I got to be honest, dog. Like, I, I just don't fucking understand the entitled, enabled little puss-ass motherfuckers in this world. Hey, mom, and if dad was around, guess what? You guys fucked your son, homie. You guys fucked Elijah Moore and every single other motherfucker that keeps doing this shit. You guys fucked your kids. Craig Craggle DuPont, you got fucked by your parents. <laughs> Maybe literally and figuratively, because I can tell you're a troll bitch made cat. And I love it. It makes my dick hard. But this is the thing. You were fucked by your parents. They enabled you. Craig Craggle DuPont. You were whispering sweet nothings. I get it. You're a fuckboy. I understand. I know you need to ride my coattails. I understand you have jealous ones envy. I get it that you have a small dick syndrome situation, and I know you got a little wee-wee. I understand you need to come on my show and be a troll. But what I don't understand is why you don't understand that your parents fucked you. <laughs> you bitch-made cat. That's the problem. We got too many bitch made cats. That is the reason for it. That is why Elijah Moore is trying to get a trade. This is why he's asking for a trade. He's a bitch made cat that doesn't care about the team. He don't give a fuck about winning in New York. He wants more football thrown to him. He is selfish, just like everyone else in the league. But what do I know? What do I know? We got all these motherfuckers. We're handing the keys. You just had a 14-year NFL fucking unbelievably great return man, Brian Mitchell, say exactly what I've been saying for months and months and months. There's no investment. No investment. There's no investment. Like, we don't... There's no investment. And it just... I don't understand. If I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. We winning. Grateful. Huge blessing. All I ever wanted, buttersweet for me. But, uh, but fuck, homie. I can't even read the motherfucker, dog. God damn. Leave it up, dog. I got I to gotta look at it for a minute. Fuck, homie. Like, dog, are you fucking kidding me? This is why you're leaving. You're a fucking idiot. You can't even fucking write who it. All right, dog, keep this up. I got to be honest. I got to be real here. Do you realize the reason he's leaving? Do you realize why he's leaving? It ain't because he's not getting enough footballs. It's because the circle that is surrounding him are fucking idiots. So for your circle, that's like Mac allowing me to put this out on the show today. My guy in the back in Florida running the show allows me to put this out. 
and not only say wrong shit, misspelled shit, unfucking truthful shit, and he allowed it. That is the reason he's leaving the Jets because his circle are a bunch of yes men, do boy, fuck boys, and they're not telling this dude the real. And they are allowing him to fail right here in front of you. They're allowing him to fail. And this dude, buttersweet, nobody tripped on that. Nobody tripped on the uh, the grammatical errors on this fucking tweet. Oh, my God, dog. If every one of you in the chat right now, 440-something people, all tweeted out something that I say on the show every day, we would blow this thing up. Tweet it out. Tweet it out and say, man, Coach JB brought some real shit to me. He said that this ain't the reason he's leaving because he's leaving because he's got a bad circle around him. That is what everybody has right now in the NFL. All these young and able cats have a horrible circle around them. That's why they're doing these stupid-ass things. How about the Ruggs kids, 159 miles an hour in Vegas, kills a motherfucking family? Where's his circle at? Where's all these people circled? But guess what? They're the homies. No, they're not. They're not the fucking homies. They're your acquaintances. Understand there's a difference. There's an acquaintance. There's your homie. There's your partner. If you're from the hood where I'm from, we got partners too. Don't get it twisted between a homie, a partner, and an acquaintance. These dudes are your acquaintances. They suck the blood from you like a leech. They wanted a free apartment. They want a house. They want a car. And they're going to suck your dick and tell you everything you say is right. Even buttersweet. Hey, dog, you know what, homie? That's a horribly written message. Let me fix it for you. How about we don't put this out here yet? Let's, let's fix it, dog. Let's just say, you know what? I'm grateful. And I have a huge, huge, huge thankfulness towards the New York Jets. And it is bittersweet that I have to leave. But at this moment, I feel I need to leave. And then I would still talk shit about you and say, this ain't college, motherfucker. You're not decommitting. Get the fuck out of here, man. This is the softest era of humans I've ever seen in my entire life. And we're going to bring this back up later on when Matt comes on. But I just, it, it blows my mind, dog, that the, that the circles around these people are allowing this type of shit to occur. That is what I don't get. That is what I don't understand. And you guys all want to look at it like as if it is fucking, you're going to look at it as if it's like, uh, you know, fucking, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> hey, Josh, you ain't lying. It ain't changing anytime soon because we keep allowing it. We're never coaching it. So, I mean, it's fucked up as it is. NCAA will send more NIL rules to guidelines to universities. That's coming out there today. I don't know if you guys heard that. NIL rules are changing. The conference commissioners are not done with uh, trying to expand the college playoff as early as 24, but it will happen as late as 26. Um, I believe they need to hurry that up because it's – it's uh, that's that, like Matt brought up the other day. It, it looks like it needs to happen sooner than later. Um so, you know, I don't know. Uh, I just can't fathom. I cannot fathom uh, 
I cannot fathom some of the shit I'm seeing. Uh, blows my mind. Listen, I did not get uh, the poll question out there. I want to start this show off, even though we're in hour two almost. I want to get the poll question out there, and I want to get my contrary to belief segments out there, all right? Poll questions on the ticket below. What is the bigger game this weekend? Syracuse versus Clemson, UCLA versus Oregon. Uh, what do you think uh, is the better one? Um, I, I'm curious to see what you think on that. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of seem to think Oregon UCLA is more, uh, implications. I think it's a, cause it's cause it, cause the West coast has been down for so long. I think it's a bigger game. Um, of course, Bruce Helms would say Syracuse Clemson. He's going to say whatever dogs bark cats meow. Um, this motherfucker just says anything. Um, so I don't know. I like UCLA in this game. I like UCLA Oregon uh, as far as the most the the bigger game that's impactful on the thing. Even though Syracuse and Clemson are both undefeated, and I like Dino Babers what he's doing at Syracuse. I think Syracuse quarterback's legit. I had a, got a chance to watch him last night, and uh, it's going to be very interesting. Contrary to belief, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B L E A B five zero. And tell me I sent you. Uh, our beliefs are, however, often contrary to fact. Does that even make sense to you? Do you understand what the fuck that means? Contrary to belief. Our beliefs. All you guys out there that think that this kid demanding a trade is okay. <laughs> are often contrary to fact. The fact is his circles fucked up and allowed him to write an illiterate tweet, Twitter message. That is the fact. But contrary to it, you guys all think that your beliefs are, are fact. <laughs> no, they're not. People won't change their belief, even with contrary facts. Contrary to your belief. Dog, there's people in the chat right now who still think I'm full of shit because of the kid wanting to leave. He thinks They think it's because he didn't get the football enough. No, it's not. Even with contrary facts that I just mentioned, you won't change your belief. You won't change your belief. So I just wanted to bring that contrary to belief segment up. <clears throat> I had to get that in. It's Fearless Friday. Had to get it in. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here's a guy. Here's a team. Um, and I, I can make this a huge societal breakdown, but I won't do it. But I want to say, uh, okay, Mac brought it up. Here's, here's Christian McCaffrey's tweet. I'm grateful, forever grateful for all the people who have helped me in the past five and a half years. So special for me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Carolina, I will always love you. Blue heart, keep pounding. All right, do we have the other tweet from old boy? Can I compare that? Um, if I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. We winning. <laughs> Grateful, huge blessing, all I ever wanted. Fuck, it's grammatically horrible. Buttersweet for me. But um, but me, um, but I'll be solid. So I'll just say quiet. Just know I don't understand either. Holy fuck. I don't understand either, motherfucker. Nobody understands either now. We are more confused now than we were before you asked for a trade because of your fucking 
dumbass fucking tweet. Holy shit, dog. Uh, we got to leave that up for Matt to see in a minute. Um, uh, it's unbelievable to me, man. Unfucking believable, dog. I just can't believe it. Uh, Matt McChesney is going to join us here in a minute. Make sure you follow him at 6-0 Academy. Um, he just had the head coach, interim head coach for Colorado on his podcast yesterday. And uh, Average the Savage podcast that he does. He had Coach Sanford on there, and uh, he did a great job with him, uh, Average the Savage podcast. So make sure you follow him at 6-0 Academy and handle all the uh, TikTok, Twitter, IG. He's on all those things. He does a great job breaking things down. Um, Matt, good morning, brother. What's happening? Good morning. Hey, man, If you, I want you to – I want to wake you up with the single dumbest fucking tweet in American history by the guy that's enabled who's a, demanding a trade from the New York Jets after being fucking foreign to re-sculpturing their culture and this fucking guy's tweet. Please read it aloud for us. I, I want you to read it aloud to everybody. If I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy, we winning. Nice grammar. Grateful, huge blessing. All I ever wanted. Butter sweet for me. Um, but I'll be solid. So I'll just stay quiet. Just know I don't understand either. Uh <laughs> oh, now I'll spit up my coffee, homie. Holy dog, shit. Dog, uh, dog. Hold on, hold on. Here's here's Christian McCaffrey. Here's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> read that one. A little bit easier to read, I think. I'm forever grateful. All, yeah. Okay. I'm forever grateful for all the people who have helped me through these five and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh Elijah, where'd Elijah Moore go to school? With the homies. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what people don't We just talked about it, Matt. It ain't about him demanding a trade because he don't get the football. He's a bitch make cat who has a horrible surrounding in his circle. And for anyone to understand that his circle allowed that tweet to happen, that's like that's like you. You're going to uh, – you know what, dog? Hey, JB, I think I'm just going to fucking throw this dick pics on Twitter. No, Matt, you're not, homie. I'm no. Not you, dog. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow it. Like Probably a good idea. Like, like – Oh, go ahead, Matt. I think it's a hell of an idea. Go ahead. It won't really I mean, look, look, being a being a huge Jet fan and an alum, I played for them, man. I, I think this is ridiculous. Elijah can help the team. Just because you're not being highlighted right now doesn't mean shit. Be a team player. You, your time will come uh, when they focus on Bryson Hill and or, or Hall and all these other cats. You'll get your run. My, I'm concerned about the spelling, dog. Like, first of all. Every cell phone has autocorrect. So are you like telling autocorrect to fuck off to spell wrong? And then second, you're you like went to college and shit. You can't spell. I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole or like talk shit. I'm just saying like dude can't spell. I know the kid that went to Stanford can fucking spell, but I don't know if this I don't know where Elijah Moore went to school. Obviously they're English. Oh miss, oh miss. Oh miss. Old <laughs> He went and played for the old Mets Confederates. I as mean, a black as a black dude, yeah. Well, then the tweet makes complete sense. Hey, I can't fix stupid dog. I, I just I'm more so I, like I grew up in the hood. A lot of cats couldn't write, read, spell. I get it, but you know what? We're not gonna. I don't. Lie. 
fail. We're not gonna let you fail like that publicly, dog. We're gonna help you. We're gonna no, help you. No, there's there's no excuse for spelling errors anymore, bro. Like you're right. You have autocorrect on your phone. You are a yeah, professional right. athlete. You can't put the tweet back up again. What does buttersweet mean? Bittersweet. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be bittersweet, but what is buttersweet? Like buttersweet's some porn shit, I think. That's the porn name of a fat girl. It, yeah, it might be a big fat white girl. Uh, <laughs> but buttersweet, roller and flower, and find the wet spot. I, dog, I don't know. I'm dumbfounded right now. I just think it's a circle. It's a societal <laughs> issue. We could get into a whole deep discussion in this. You know We're what, JB? Hey, I'm demanding a trade this morning from the Coach JB show to the fucking Pat McAfee show. I'm demanding it. I want to trade right now. Now. Well, well, there's the tweet you wrote. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet something later. <laughs> hey, uh, Russell Westbrook goes 0 for 11 last night and shoots 0 for 9 from three points uh, shooting. I was told, Matt, that this guy Darvin Ham got the job. Everybody loves him so much, and he knew how to control Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook. And we knew Russell Westbrook was a non three point shooter. Then why did he shoot nine three pointers? You fucking idiots! And I gotta he, go. He to wants I got to move to Denver. I'm hyped up this morning, Matt. I'm on a, a high. I got so much to talk to you about. We have a great announcement to make, Matt, that you don't even know about that I'm going to rock your shit with. Oh, nice. Uh, let me tell you something. You guys got your point guard back last night. I feel so sorry for you. Or two nights ago in Denver, you got him back. Uh, he posted a tweet a couple years ago, him getting his dick sucked, and uh, then he got injured all of a sudden. I remember that. <laughs> and um, I'm curious. Uh is he not the same human as Russell fucking Wilson? He's light-skinned. He's chubby. He's fat. He looks out of shape. He looked fucking absolutely horrible the other night. The Denver Nuggets got fucking blown out. And that was a, one of my top five worst performances in the NBA's tip-off season. That was uh, terrible. It was a true contender this year with Joker and everybody that they got coming back. I thought Denver was going to be really good. Porter Jr.'s back healthy. Uh, Denver looked bad. Lakers are horrible. My my team's horrible. Your team's horrible. Where 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 do you, what do you see with uh with the Denver Nuggets? You're out there in the backyard. Yeah, that that's my squad. I, I grew up a huge Golden State fan back in the day with Timmy Hardaway and Chris Mullen. But since I've lived in Denver, I've migrated towards the Nuggets. Um, they're they're far from horrible. They haven't played together, and I've watched every game over the last four years, five years with Nicola and Jamal, uh, especially in the bubble. They were special. That Lakers Nuggets series was pretty awesome. Injury, you know, the, the injuries in the NBA, they're super precautious with these guys. And I don't know if I agree with it or not. I'm, it's not my game, so I got to kind of just back up and let them do their thing. But when these three guys play together consistently, they haven't played together in almost two seasons. When yeah. Porter Jr. Yeah. and Jamal and Jokic are all gelled, and after I'd say give them 10 games to, like, get their rhythm and figure out how to play with each other again, Figure out how to get Bones Highland, uh, you know, molded into the point guard so you can mold, move Jamal over to shooting guard and take some of the onus off of him controlling the ball all the time. And then just feed Nicola and Porter on Porter Jr. on the wing. I think that they're a 55, maybe a 60-win basketball team this year if they can get – if they can figure it out. So I'm not worried about one game in Utah. They always go to Utah and suck. Um, they play Golden State in San Francisco tonight. That's going to be a, a – a big game for them because their effort the other day was dog shit. Their play, Utah just beat them up because they played harder. 
and, yeah, and outboarded them and, and outshot them at the three-point line. So Denver was lethargic, and I think they were looking forward to Golden State. And I, I hope that they play their ass off tonight and redeem themselves, honestly. But uh, they're far from bad. The Lakers, they're just absolutely hammered dog shit. I, I'm the, just... the Lakers are different. The Lakers are old and beat Fuck. up, and they, they made bad trades. And look, with LeBron and AD, they should be able to fucking make the playoffs and compete. At least I would assume that. But with Russell Westbrook on the team, I mean, look, bro, that guy's just broken. I, I don't think he wants to be there, and I think he's going to do. I think he's intentionally missing shots to get traded earlier, like or released. I think he's damaged goods. I think he's damaged. Got to be. He's, he's a he's a head case. Yeah, he's he's broken, dog. I just don't see it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I've already talked about. Uh, in the, we're still in the pre-snap read of the show, so you came in perfect timing. I had Brian Mitchell on this morning, and he actually reiterates every single fucking thing me and you say every day. So Brian, Brian, Brian Mitchell, like the the leading rush yes. or the leading yardage gainer in NFL history, Brian Mitchell? Yes, ma'am. Yes, well, ma'am. That, that is, I'm telling you, all you young cats, all you young Thundercats out there <laughs> that don't know who Brian Mitchell is, you better fucking get on Google, homie. That is one bad motherfucker. Brian Mitchell could do literally everything. Yeah, he was uh he was on the show for 30, 40 minutes this morning. Uh let me ask you this. Um uh, McCaffrey goes to the Niners. Me and you talked about the Bucks and the Niners and the Rams being great fits. It came down to the Niners Rams, from what I hear. I heard the Rams had him locked in. He said he wanted to go back towards where he went to school at in Stanford. He chose the Niners. The Niners gave up a fucking second, third, fourth, and fifth round pick. I think it's a plus. I think it's too much. I think they just crippled the organization for 10 years with the Trey Lance thing. And now him, he's a bleeder. I think he can get hurt anytime and be fucking done. And I just think they did too much to get him. Uh, he does not scare me as far as the Rams being a Rams fan, um, just for the fact that he's injury prone. Do you like the move? I, I, I actually do. I think that with the way that they rotate in their ball carriers, he's the primary and only back down in, in Carolina, they got Cheeto Hubbard from Oklahoma State, but he's not taking carries away from Christian when he's healthy. Um, you know, Christian's just from my backyard. He, the high school that he went to is literally two minutes away down the road from where I live. And I've watched that kid play his entire career, and he's taken a ton of hits and a ton of carries at Stanford and a ton of hits and a ton of carries his first three years in Carolina. And, yeah, his body's beat up from it. But I do think that this move to San Francisco is a great move for him. I think it's – he gets a chance to go on a kind of a crowded backfield. Kyle Juszczyk is there. He's the ultimate badass fullback in the NFL. He can do so many different things. I love the way they use him uh, from tight end to H-back to fullback to wide receiver to tailback. He's all over the place. And Debo and, the you know, the Elijah Williams, I think the other kid's name is. They've got a ton, or Wilson, they got a ton of talent uh, there. And then inserting him. Kyle Shanahan can use him differently than Matt Rule and the people in Carolina that don't know how to use a, a weapon like that. So I think he's a matchup fucking nightmare. And especially when you have to, when you're putting him on an offense with Ayuk and Debo and George Kittle, for God's sakes, and check and the fucking Trent Williams, who's the best offensive lineman I've ever seen in the history of NFL football. And I, I will have, I will fight that fucking battle until the day I die. That, that son of a bitch is unbelievably talented at left tackle. And I just, if Garoppolo can figure this shit out, I think San Francisco is scary as fuck, man. I, I don't really care about regular season San Francisco. If they get in the playoffs, they're going to beat people. That's what they do. So 
you know, it's uh, I think this is a great move, and he's comfortable with Kyle. He knows Kyle Shanahan. They're friends. They, you know, they've known each other their whole life. Uh, the McCaffrey's obviously, and the Shanahan's are close. So, I think this is a great move, regardless of his injury history. Uh, I know that kid, and I know his family, and he's not hurt because he wants to be. That's for damn sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's transition into the first and ten segment of this show. First down, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Head on over to CandidateCBD.com and 6-0 Academy. Check it out. Uh, get you all things. Matt's merch will be on Coach JB's store on Monday. So hey. look out for that. Look out for that. Um, Thank you, brother. Got an announcement to make, Matt. Got an announcement. Uh, got a big announcement to make, and I'm just going to shock you with it. Uh, I'm, I'm from the old school, Matt, and just like you, I'm a shower, not a teller. I'd rather tell you, I'd rather show you some shit instead of talk about it, be about it. And I think we have a, a we live in a, uh, a society that oversells and under delivers. Yep, that makes that's sense. Correct. We, we do too much underselling and over delivering, dog. I just, we do too less of that. I mean, and I just, I just got to break this down. Uh, we, we talked yesterday on the phone. We were trying to get some things done. And uh, I've been working on some things due diligently for, for a completely an entire night, to be honest. And uh, I got to be honest, dog. I got some things to show you that, that is going to like rock the box for you. And everyone listening and watching, uh, you guys just stay tuned here. I'm going to show you something. So, uh, I'm going to share this. I'm interested, so tell me. Oh, you got the film? We now have every NFL film from currently. So, now we can show film. And let me do this. I'm sorry. I fucked you. I, I know how to do it now. I had to learn how to do it. Bam, homie. Wow, look at that. So, hold on. Um, we now can not only show it, I can show it without being copywritten and all. This is through DV Sport. This is up-to-date Lamar Jackson, up-to-date Kyler Murray. We got wide, tight. We got in zone. Oh, I, I can't wait to talk about Kyler Murray with you. Well, we have it all, Matt. And just stay tuned. Me and Matt will... Me and Matt are going to possibly be doing our own show, just coaching show one day. Um, but I just oh, wanted yeah. to show that. Um, we so that's, have, that's from this, that's this year's tape. That's last week's tape. That's oh. last week's tape. Yes. This is, this is up to date. Uh, not only that, Coach, I also have – how about this game? We can break this team down. Oh, Oh, that's – Fantastic. Good. So we can argue about this. I, I love got, fighting with I you. About Cole, I got Mahomes. I got Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts film. I got it all short, fat, skinny, and tall. So we are ready to get it going. Uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, uh, we have the film now, and we're ready to go, man. Um, it's going to be huge. Um, we, can, we, can, uh, we can now show it legitimately. Uh, we will be breaking down film like no other, man. It's ain't going to be no fucking Acho fucking breakdowns here. We're going to have... It, it, yo, 
Speaking of that, I did a show ever, dog. I'm just telling you, you, we're gonna. Did you see that breakdown yesterday? I did that. Otto did. No, I I didn't. Did you tag me? Uh, Yeah, you you come. I think you commented on it. The the Philly Dallas breakdown that he did on the goal line that we were like, holy shit, this guy didn't break down. I went in and broke it down, and I went back and watched his as opposed to mine. Bro, he didn't say. He literally sounded like a fucking fan. And it, I think that's ridiculous. He works for ESPN, bro. That's embarrassing. No, he works for Fox now. Well, Fox, that shit's embarrassing. No, Whoever he works for, it's embarrassing. His brother's at ESPN. There's two of them? Yeah, there's twins. They're, really? Oh, well, fuck. They're, well, does the other does the, does the other twin not know shit either? Or are they, most twins share a brain. They're both fucking idiots. So they share a brain. Every set of twins I've ever fucking known shares brains. I say it to them constantly. Like, do you two share a brain? What's wrong with you? Oh man, dude. I wish I could. I'm gonna talk to you after off the thing, but uh, we got we got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> but we're getting the first and ten segment of this show. Uh, we're gonna break down last night's game. We'll do that later on. But thank God there were some touchdowns on Thursday night fucking football for once. No, right. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit is still amazingly bad calling a, a football a professional football game. Kyler Murray was still shitty, 200 yards. Uh, people blow my mind, Matt. I mean, people really blow my mind with not understanding. Like, Coach Lamar, I mean, Kyler Murray balled out. They were really, they threw two pick sixes, you fucking idiots. If he doesn't throw two pick sixes, the Cardinals lose the game. Like, I, I don't, I don't think. Grass. I don't think Kyler Murray played any better than Andy Dalton did last night. Andy and Dalton got balled without the two mental, horrible fucking throws over the middle. He 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 balled out. He threw for 404 touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, look, Andy Dalton, you could say, even played better than he did, but he did give the game away with two pick sixes, no doubt. But look, at the same time, he's those balls could have been completed. They were both tips, and they were picked, and they got returned. That's the way it works. It's the NFL. So... Look, the Kyler Murray thing, I I tried to really watch him last night and, and like, sit there and, like, I was in the living room with you and, like, I'm watching the game and trying to see it from your perspective. And, bro, he he is so mentally frail at the quarterback position. I don't even care about the physical stuff anymore. this, This shit right here. Dog, you're on national TV, Kyler. Like, he's yelling at his coach, calm the fuck down. Like, he's not he's not yelling at you. I know Cliff. You don't you don't like Cliff very much. I like Cliff. I I played with him. I know I've known him forever. I played against him in college. Nice guy, whatever. He Cliff is on the sideline trying to get the plays in. You only have so much time before they flip the fucking the little the little microphone off in your ear. He's not on your ass, dog. It's called urgency. He's not yelling at you. It's called urgency. And even Hopkins is standing there like, yo, calm the fuck. You need to calm the fuck down. You're freaking out. I think Kyler Murray, on top of all the physical, look, he's quick as a hiccup. He can get you a yard on fourth down like we saw last night. He can scramble and he'll do it two or three times a game. He might get you a touchdown off of it. No one's debating that. Yes, he's got a quick release and he can throw the ball and all. he's got a good deep ball and all this other shit. But all the physical things are washed away from me until I see emotional maturity from the quarterback. And emotional maturity from the quarterback requires that Kyler Murray grow the fuck up. Now, I've also had a bunch of people being like, 
Well, Tom Brady's yelling at his guys on the sideline. What's the difference between Tom and Kyler? I'll tell you the difference between Tom and Kyler. Ten fucking Super Bowl appearances and seven fucking rings. All you mental cripples out there. That's the goddamn difference. Tom Brady is the leading touchdown, yardage, winning, percentage, everything. He holds every record, and he's been doing it for 20-plus years. That's the difference. Kyler Murray is a flash in the pan who got broke off a huge contract and is not living up to the billing. The Cardinals aren't making the playoffs this year. They're not getting out of the NFC. The NFC stacked. And they're, they're going to have a losing record, and everyone's going to point the finger at the coach. The new guy's going to come in and have the same problems. Uh, if I, not bigger problems, because he won't know Kyler. I got I got a first of all, I'd have choke fucked him on national TV. He would have been choke fucked. You would have fired me or you, out of, whatever would have happened. Oh, I it would have been bad. Yeah, for sure. I, I would have choke fucked him. As uh, soon as he's walking 20 <laughs> yards away with a demonstrative tone and an aggressive. Calm, uh, calm the fuck down. Bitch, calm, calm the fuck down. I'd have choked the fuck out of you, little calm, mental. Calm the fuck down. So I'd have beat the fuck out of him. And the truth <laughs> of the matter is. Let me let me let me let me go backwards for one minute. I hate going backwards. I hate looking in the rearview mirror. I, I thought Cliff handled it pretty well, though, Jay. He did because he he's just a stood there and he was like, "What's your fucking problem, yeah, bro? You're he's eight inches shorter pussy. than me." But he's a fucking pussy. So yeah, he did handle it well. I know it's your boy, because <laughs> <laughs> that's your boy. Um, but that's look, okay. I don't care. You ain't talking about I me. I, I'm just kidding with the apologies. I don't apologize. Uh, let me ask you something. Let me, let me ask you something. Yo, dog, you just apologize for apologizing. Uh, yeah. That's I, I love I'll it. Apologize. Digital high five. That's the only time I'll apologize is if I apologize. Uh, let me ask you something, dog. You know, I want to I retract my statement, which I never do, about me choke-fucking them. I truly believe that my teams have always bought in, regardless of what people see on Netflix, because you guys know more than me and you were there. I forgot all you guys were there at practice every day. But I think my team would have choke-fucked them. My players would have choke-fucked him because I've had it happen, literally, and I know you've been around that as well. Oh, I had a dude time. run behind me at practice that I motherfucked. Apparently, one of these bipolar fucks that never played, he was apparently running me down. And one of my old linemen came out of nowhere and clotheslined him so viciously, dude. He had to go to the hospital during practice. I did not even know. My lineman came out of nowhere and just fucking cleans his clock because he's chasing me down for motherfucking him. And <laughs> I, I this was I wish Netflix would have caught that one. But Me but too. you know, that that is the issue, Matt. That is what would have happened. My players would have choked fuck Kyler Murray, and I would have benched them, and I would have brought in whoever the fuck, Kurt Warner. I don't give a fuck. He would have came in and we would have rocked with it. And that's the thing about it. And I just I just hate to see a head coach lose his integrity, so to speak. Not not that it's a, a manhood integrity or his, his own integrity. To me, it's a coaching integrity. You lost your coaching integrity last night by at least sitting him down for a series and having a discussion with him after he motherfucked you. And it looks bad. I don't give a fuck what the narrative was what the discussion was about we have allowed it for too long matt we're not coaching it up anymore we're not I, I agree that it looks bad and it takes the authority off of cliff like guys guys in the locker room because i know the way they think you know the way they think i know the way they talk they're going to sit down today while everybody's rolling blunts and off their off day fucking sitting around in the house and 
Fucking strippers are coming over at four and yada, yada, yada. No, you they're know playing the there. new Call of Duty, dog. They're playing yeah, the Call new of Duty. Call of Duty, Duty Never mind. No strippers or blunts. Just Call of Duty. Uh, and when they're all sitting around playing Call of Duty, somebody's going to be like, dog, you put Coach Cliff in his place, dog. Ha, ha, ha. High five. Yeah. Instead, instead, of, instead of real leadership, because J.J. Watt ain't going to be there playing fucking Call of Duty. I bet you J.J. would be like, yo, Kyler, you can't fucking, you can't degrade the head coach on national TV like that, dog. You need to walk over and have a conversation like a fucking man. And look, he had to put up with Bill O'Brien, bro. And I never saw, I mean, I saw him in practice a couple of times unload on Bill, but never in a game. So look, dude, this is my point with Kyler Murray. All the physical shit, he can fix, maybe he can fix some of it, maybe he can't. But this emotional immaturity is going to get his ass run out of the fucking league, regardless of how much money they gave him. They print fucking money. The hey, NFL bro. is tax exempt hey, for God's sake. They got the money. Game. I'm Cliff Kingsbury, coach. Hey, hey, guy. Hey, we just won the game. Kyler Murray, you get the game. Ah! ah, 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 ah game ball, game ball, game ball. Here you go, uh, Hopkins. You get the game ball and uh, make sure. And, and guess what? Hey, Matt, you're the you're my player, Matt. Put your eyes down. Put your head down. Hey, guys, great job today. That is exactly what the team's going to do. They're looking at him because they have no respect for him. They're yep, not eyes down. the coach. They're like, fuck, dog. Like, Sorry. You lost your locker room. Even after a win, even after a victory, it, it's going to be hard to address your team after that. So what's the answer in Arizona? Do you think uh, – Do you, I look, even if, if they don't make the playoffs – Kingsbury gets scapegoat and fired. That's the way it's going to work. Even if it is, it, some of it's his fault, but the majority of it is his quarterback. Let's just be real. It's not like they don't have a good team. They got fucking dudes everywhere, bro. They are stacked. So, who can come in and control and, like, reform Kyler Murray and his fucking attitude, bro? Because, look, I, have, I, I want to get this clear. I'm not siding with either side. I've been in fistfights with coaches before. I understand what it's get like, what it's like to be disrespected by a coach and stand up for yourself. I understand what it's like to disrespect a player as a coach and watch them cower. I under what I understand what it's like as as a player to stand up to a coach and for a player to stand up to me. There's it's all about the circumstance. It's not about the the reaction. What is happening, and then the rea- after the reaction, we can figure it out. Kyler Murray is, is like the guy who can't be questioned. He's the guy on the team that everyone's like, oh, well, there's a standard, right? There's a standard that all of us are on except for him. That standard doesn't apply to him because he's special. And I'm telling you, it's the same thing that's going on in Denver. Russell Wilson is not the same standard. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And it, it's uh, just – I don't know who's I, in the I, team. I'm very – it's very concerning. Who can who – can, can Sean Payton step into Arizona – and control Kyler Murray. Sean Payton will eat Kyler Murray's ass alive. He don't want he don't want Kyler Murray to play for him. Guarantee you that. I know one hundred percent. I know you, Sean. You think Sean, Sean will play for him. You think Sean is looking at like Denver, Arizona, any of these places with quarterbacks that are going to have head coaching opportunities? Do you think he want to come to Denver and play with old broke ass Russell? I can see him with Russell way more than Kyler Murray. At least Russell's established. He knows he can get he, – he's probably looking at Russell like, I could fix your fucking ass right now. So you think Russell can be fixed? Yeah, I think he can. Because once you put away the mental midget side of him, 
you know, if it's just football and Sean is only football, Sean's going to only have you in the office and we're going to break this thing down. And I think he can do that. I have no issue with that. Uh, Did you see the subway commercial yesterday? Oh, yeah. Before we get to that, I got somebody in the chat here. Jordan Baker said, Coach JB the GOAT, thanks for free member month of membership. I don't even know who the fuck you are. So must so you're a troll who's probably trying to stir some shit up. Nobody got a free membership, so shut the fuck up. So this guy actually created a membership, and then he wants to say he got a free one. Shut the fuck up, you fucking cunt. He, he, just, he called you the GOAT. Say thanks. Yeah, thanks. Hey. I found out GOAT stands for something. <laughs> Yesterday, I just said it off the top of the head. I don't even know what I fucking said now. Um, but I think it was like, uh, fuck, I, I, I said it yesterday. I should have wrote it down. But it was it was some fuck in the chat who thought he's the GOAT. And I'm just like, yeah, the GOAT must mean fucking... Uh, somebody will remember. I don't even know what I remembered. I don't even know what I said anymore. Because, you know, I just say shit. Uh, uh, all right, I saw your breakdown of the Russell Wilson... Subway commercial with the blindfold. The blindfold is what got me because I, I blindfold bitches on occasion. I like it. It's fun. I like fucking with them. Like like quarterbacks or bitches? No, females. Yeah, okay. So they they like it. They like being blindfolded and you know, we do shit, you know, whatever. It is what it is, right? If it's your fetish or not. Handcuffed. Yeah. I looked at him like you're a bitch. That's exactly how I felt. I'm just like, bro, if you haven't seen this commercial out there, radio land, JB show land, bro, go watch it. It is, uh, it's the most ridiculous shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I don't, I just, some of like Tom Brady's commercials are ridiculous, but they're not this fucking ridiculous. Some of Peyton Manning's commercials are ridiculous, but at least he's funny. And like, he, he like has a personality. I feel like Russell Wilson's like, paint on personality bro like he 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 adapts to whoever he's around and that's the personality he adopts and i i just i'm i think the broncos fucked up dog (laughs) i think i think they fucked up bad i think they fucked up real bad game real quick uh kyler murray 20 to 29 200 yards of touchdown uh their team won because two picks uh sixes uh the running game i mean the running game was great yeah, Eno Benjamin led the ground, 12 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Hopkins had 10 catches, 103 yards. Isaiah Thomas had a return interception. Despite Kyler Murray, uh, the return of Hopkins, was that a critical thing? Because I can see it being a one-time thing. Like I said on my show, I thought Hopkins would be targeted more than he's been because he's bright. He's back. It's a new thing. He's a new toy. Uh I think they start double-teaming him. I think you go right back to reverting to escaping the pocket, running a fucking round. Can't wait to break down Kyler Murray now that I have film on him. Uh, Andy Dalton was 30 of 47, four touchdowns, 400 yards. He throws three picks. Two of them were batted balls, one pick six, or two pick sixes. This is my key uh, takeaway. I want to get into it on the two-minute drill later on. But, dog, Kamara had 11 touches. Alave had seven catches for 106. I get that. The tight end had five catches with two touchdowns that nobody really knew about. And then Taysom Hill really didn't play much. He had a he had a catch for a touchdown. Um, I why aren't they running Kamara if they have an offense that is so banged up? Well, a team that is so banged up. Um, I, I don't know. I was asking myself the same question last night. Why are they not? I, look, they were behind. when they got behind. I understand you got to start throwing the ball and trying to catch up. I get it, 
But the first two quarters of that game were really competitive. Halfway through the third quarter, it was still relatively competitive. Um, they kind of blew the doors off of them in the second quarter when they returned the two pick sixes back-to-back plays. But New Orleans was driving. I Look, they thought that they could throw the ball. They could. But at the same time, when you have a, an asset like Alvin Kamara and you're not even using him, 11 touches, that especially with no quarterback, no offense to Dalton and Jameis, but they're not the future in New Orleans. I, I'd i be feeding Kamara 25, 30 touches, bro, catches and runs. And Tyson Hill, I'd be I, – Tyson Hill, sorry. I don't know why they can't just name him Tyson like every other fucking person alive. Tyson, O-M. Uh, I'd be playing him at Wildcat quarterback and letting him throw the ball a little bit and just hammer people because your defense is also – which I don't understand. I don't understand how Granderson and uh, – the the outstanding defensive end from Cal Cam whatever his last name is I can't, I can't, yeah and the defense and you've got all these dudes all the honey badger you got guys everywhere Demario Davis who I think is might maybe the best pure Mike linebacker in football you got all these dudes and they're just leaking like a sieve man they gave up close to six hundred yards last night so. I don't understand that at all, other than maybe Dennis Allen is overwhelmed as the head coach trying to run the defense and the whole team. Uh, but, look, I will take the win because that's what it's about. The victory is the most important thing, so good for Arizona. They got a W. But if you if you just look at the overall body of work, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to say that either quarterback was good last night. I mean, Dalton was – his numbers aren't bad, I guess, but – the three picks, and remember the other pick was going into score. He threw it in the end zone. So that's essentially not only a 14-point swing or a 28-point swing with the two touchdowns that went, but then add another seven points to that because of what they lost and not scoring. So yeah, it could, New Orleans could have beat the shit out of Arizona last night if they played well. No, I, I agree. Uh, the guy Jordan Baker in the chat I just went off on about, uh, I thought he was lying about a membership. I guess fans can gift you membership. So I apologize. I apologize when, in the moment when shit happens. I don't apologize tomorrow because tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, told, I told you he called you the GOAT. It's all good. We love you, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, the GOAT is garbage on all topics. That's what the GOAT meant. <laughs> um, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. I did not know that happened. <laughs> I only, I only, I only apologize in the moment, Matt. Tomorrow, I would not have apologized. I would have just been like, "Hey, I fucked up, dog." You, you stay hey, so who, who's the goat? Who's the goat sportscaster guy? Stephen uh, Smith, A. Smith. Steve, oh, you hate Stephen A. Huh? Oh fuck, he's the worst, dog. Oh, I love watching Stephen A. Bro, just because I know he pisses everybody off so bad, it makes me happy. I mean, it's not. I like that part of it. I don't. He just says some dumbass shit. Like he's he has no clue about anything he's discussing. And I'm like, dude, you were never you never played basketball. You were a third string uh, point guard at an HBCU. You never played football, or even came close. You know nothing about it, but yet you think you're the authoritative figure on it. I'm like, dude, have some humility and say, I don't really know football. Let me ask Dan Orlovsky. Well, he's one cocky fuck. There's no doubt. And then look, look, I like Dan. Dan's a nice guy, but and I think Dan knows what he's talking about. He's pretty smart. Uh, Dan's gonna come on the show because we had a little beef last year. We've squashed it, and he's gonna—he's trying to make time to come on the show. Um, I—I I, don't—I called him out a few times, Matt, because I was like, "Dude, can we get someone on these platforms to actually say it's actually counter read instead of zone read? Not every fucking football play is zone read. I, Stop I agree. playing 
the the stop telling the public uh, zone read. We're running fucking counter read on the back door, pulling the guard tackle. And I'm I have to break it down. And these people don't realize the novice fans like they did Acho. Oh, great breakdown, Acho. Oh, that was terrible. His breakdown uh, was awful. Dude, learn some real football. That's why me and Matt now with the film we have are going to blow this thing up. Um, well, look, I, I do film breakdown damn near every time I'm at the gym. I'm not there today, so we won't have anything up today. But I posted four of them yesterday. I posted one of my quarterbacks, that one of my D1 guys who's got a bunch of offers, him up there on the board, everything I've taught him. And it, I don't really think it's that hard to articulate everything really fast. I And I'm just some rockhead lineman, so what the fuck? Skill players are supposed to be smarter than us. But I, I don't really think it's that hard to teach. And I, I like – I. I wish, I wish that some of these quarterbacks would drop their ego enough to just go get taught, to just say, I don't know, bro, help me. I didn't play in this system in college. I didn't have to do any of this shit. And I'm having a really hard time adjusting to it in the NFL. And I have to say, I know what I'm doing because I'm supposed to be the leader of this fucking team. Just say you don't know, dog. And people, there are people out there that can help you learn it and you can play fast. And you can you can dictate to the defense, and you can go out there and Peyton Manning this motherfucker. That's not a lie. Yeah, I don't know, man. I it's it's interesting to say the least. I I just uh, it's 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 fucking I, last, Thursday night football, dog. To me, is just I can't. It's hard to watch for me. I just well, at least last night they scored, but it was yeah. still. It but was you take still, fourteen points on pick sixes. Think about how bad it was. Take six. Well, that's what I'm saying. You take you take away the sloppiness, or or you add in the fact that it was as sloppy as all the other games. It just had touchdowns. Like that's my thing with Thursday night football is maybe we should start doing Thursday night football a month into the season when everybody starts coming off bye weeks. Like you're only the two teams that were on bye on, on week five, the first bye week of the season. Those two teams play on Thursday night football the next week. And then the next two teams are all on by in week six. They play on Thursday night football the next week. And then sync it up. That's your fucking job to sync up the schedule and make it work. So yeah. that's what I would do. Cause this playing like this playing, like if you're a, if you play on Sunday night football and then you turn around and play on Thursday, bro, that's like fucking three days. Yeah, no doubt. I, I know. It's not even that in pad. You know, you don't even practice in pads no more. Brian Mitchell was just talking about that. Uh, I don't think you could practice in pads, even if back in the day, if you played Sunday night and had to play Thursday as a coach, I got to give them a day off. So Monday we're off. Yeah. Tuesday we come in and do our, our breakdowns and our walkthroughs and, and, and like go practice a little bit. Wednesday we travel. Thursday we play, bro. It's one fucking day of prep. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, let me ask you something. Um, College football transitioning into a little couple of things. We got a, we got a college weekend ahead of us tomorrow. I want to get into a few things. Poll question today was: What is the bigger game as far as college landscapes concerned? Syracuse versus Clemson or UCLA versus Oregon? I Ooh. said UCLA Oregon only for the simple fact that we haven't been relevant on the West Coast in so long. I do understand Syracuse and Clemson are undefeated. I do understand that is a huge game for Dino Babers and the Syracuse Orange Men. Uh, I, I would agree with you. I think they pull it off, uh, but but. Do you agree or are you disagree? No, I agree with you. I, I it, For for the Pac-12 and everything that, especially this offseason, I mean, I remember a point in July, I, I got off a plane to go on a week trip with my kids to, to Lake of the Ozarks and hang out with my family. Right when I got off the plane, they're like, the Big 12 is going down in flames. UCLA and USC are going to the Big 10. And I'm like, fuck. So for all the negativity surrounded by the Big 12 in the last six, seven months, 
for them to have an undefeated UCLA and a one loss Oregon and a one loss SC and the, you know, Utah looks pretty good. The conference looks relatively healthy at the moment with some good teams. Um, UCLA staying undefeated is very important. Yes. Like that UCLA needs to understand. I can't believe I'm saying this because my despise for that program is it, it's not as high as the teams that I played against in college and my conference, but I played against UCLA twice in college, and we fucking mopped them both times. And I hate them, and I want I want them to lose every time we play. They play CU, but right now I'm really pulling for them. They already beat CU's ass earlier this year in the opener for the conference, and I really think UCLA has a chance with a dynamic quarterback. Do I think they can get into the playoff as a four seed and and beat Georgia? No, but. Uh, do I think they can go undefeated and get in as the four seed? Fuck yeah, I do. And I want them to. I want them yeah. to do it because yeah. I, I want the Pac-12 to have some some like, some like positivity. I need one of these teams to get into the goddamn dance. How, let me ask you this as a West Coaster. I personally think that, and I'm not a Pac-12 guy. I played in the Big 12 North. My division was Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, Missouri. And that entire division is now spread out around the country. Um, do you think that UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten is a good idea, number one? And then, number two, do you not think it's that Oklahoma, Texas, UCLA, and USC are not being the most selfish prick bastards on earth right now with this? Man. I mean, they are destroy- they're destroying two conferences, bro. Uh, yeah. Well, before – let me get to this. This is my next point. I want to break these games down to you, and you tell me you can answer it basically yourself right here and answer it with the chat as we talk about this. I want to go through Alabama, UCLA, Ole Miss, TCU, and Syracuse's schedule. All right? right. Real quick, Alabama has Mississippi State, who's got a one loss, LSU, who's just a rival game, Ole Miss, who's undefeated, Austin fucking P. Unbelievable. Great late game. Great, late great game in November to play Austin P. It's fucking a joke. And then they finish with arch rival Auburn, all right? If they went out, and this is what I don't get. On the West Coast, UCLA were to play Austin P game 11 of the season. They are going to get castrated in the mainstream media because we're so East Coast biased because of the time slots that we play on the West Coast. So we know that if anyone don't know that, you're just fucking dumb as a rock. So – if UCLA were to play Austin P game 11, we would, even at undefeated, we would lose points and possibly be knocked out of a playoff. I agree. Alabama will play Austin P and they will still get in the playoff if they win out, in my opinion. Do you believe it? If Alabama wins out and they they win the SEC title game, yes, they're in 100%. Right. And, and I think you're looking at a circumstance here off the top of my head where Alabama's one loss SEC champion. Tennessee's a one-loss division non-champion because Georgia beats them. Georgia's a one-loss division champion that Alabama beat. Clemson's undefeated. UCLA's undefeated. Texas is a two-loss Big 12 champion. Or TCU's undefeated. Or Kansas State's a one-loss Big 12 champion. Okay? That's just, that's three conferences. Okay? You're not even talking about the Big 10. On top of Michigan or Ohio State undefeated. The other one with one loss, and Illinois going to the Big Twelve title at if they can figure out a way to beat Michigan because they play them the the day the week before they play Ohio State. Say they go to the Big House and beat Michigan. Michigan beats Ohio State, 
and then they go to the Big Ten title game and Michigan beats Illinois and it's just a round robin, you're going to have 10 teams potentially with no losses or one loss for four spots. That is an absolute clusterfuck. All right, UCLA. They got Oregon this week. They got Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona, which is always a kind of a rival. People don't understand yep. the West Coast. Arizona and UCLA have battled for a long, long time. Yeah, they hate each other. It's not a yeah, it's a hated rivalry. People don't understand that it's a rivalry, but people inside those two profe- uh, two organizations understand it. Then they obviously have USC, which is to me the scheduling in this in this format is so bad. How is UCLA and USC not the last game of the season anymore? I don't know it's why. Not, they do the, who do they play last? Cal. Cal. Yep. yep. You know why? S- SC you plays why? Notre Dame, huh? You know why, right? Politics. Because SC plays Notre Dame. No, it's politics because well, it's a UC. It's a UC system deal in California. It's not. It's not. It's not. They switch it because USC and Notre Dame play home and away. Because yeah, USC I, and Notre I, Dame. USC and Stanford play a different time now. Yeah, yeah, but USC and Notre Dame set it up. If I, unless I'm wrong, and I could be, I'm not right about everything, unfortunately. U, USC and Notre Dame set it up that they play at the end of the year when they play at home against USC, and they play at the beginning of the year when they play at Notre Dame because they don't want to play in weather. Something like that. Something I heard. like that. So yeah, that. so SC plays Notre Dame the last game of the season in the in the Coliseum. That's why UCLA has to play Cal. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought USC plays Notre Dame earlier this year, but that was Stamp. Stanford beat SC. Yeah, they played Stanford. Cal and Stanford already. Yeah, beat I Cal Stanford. SC because we used to play SC last every year, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, and uh, one thing I do love about that game, and I wish more teams would do it conference wise, and I know it's something minimal, but the home on home jerseys when UCLA is wearing powder blue and SC is wearing yes. red. That shit is so hard, bro. Yeah. When BYU wears blue and Utah wears red, that yeah. shit is so fucking hard. I wish that more teams did it. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, you, so that's UCLA's schedule. I think they can win that out. I, I I hope they do, and I think they can also. But look, Eugene is no walk in the park. Game day is going there. They, they're one for nine, their last ten against Oregon, and a lot of those games are ass beatings. But I will say this. The last three are three-point losses, if you look at them. They are 48-45, 42-39, shit like that. And DTR has been responsible, have been associated with all those losses. And I guarantee you, he's the X factor here. Bo Nix is a nice quarterback, but DTR could work himself into a first-round pick if he continues this up. I agree. Uh, Ole Miss is scheduled. They're undefeated right now. They got LSU this week, A&M, Bama. Arkansas, Mississippi State, much harder schedule than UCLA in my opinion. But at, but I'm gonna be honest, I'd much rather play AM right now than Oregon right now. Yeah, I, I would too. I, I would I think I'd rather have that schedule than UCLA schedule, honestly. Uh, there's some pitfalls right now than SC. Well, there's some pitfalls in the in the UCLA schedule where they may play down. You can't play down in any of those places in the SEC, those shit stomp you. And they're all division games in the West. So, yeah. I, personally, look, I'm going to say this right now. I'm no, I'm no fan of Old Miss. I think that Old Miss is a front, just what it, it is, what it is. But Old Miss is fucking loaded. They are fast. Lane Kiffin got them playing fast and ferocious on defense. I think Old Miss comes out of the SEC West. I think they beat Alabama. I think they beat at UCLA or at LSU. I think they beat Auburn. 
And I think they're undefeated going into the, the conference title game against whoever beats, whoever wins the Georgia-Tennessee game. It's in Athens, too. So I'd imagine it's going to be Georgia-Old Miss for the for the title because they don't play regular season this year. So that's I, I really love to see that. And honestly, Old Miss is the one team that can just put one team from the SEC in the, comp, in the, in the playoff. If Old Miss runs the table and beats everybody, there's one team getting in from the SEC. Yeah, I believe I, – man, we'll see. Uh, TCU, remaining schedule. This week, K-State, who I think K-State's going to win. Uh, at West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, Iowa State. Uh, TCU has a daunting task ahead of them because Texas Tech can beat you just because uh, – Texas is, is, is we think, a very good team with Quinn Ewers at QB. Baylor's faltered a little bit, but they're still a talented team. And Iowa TCU State, Baylor's a massive rivalry. They hate each other. Iowa State's defense travels. Uh, West that's, Virginia, what, that's the best defense in the conference. They're really good. Campbell's got them playing hard. And, and fucking you said, and, and uh, West Virginia can score. So, like, this is a daunting task for TCU. They got to get by K State first. Syracuse undefeated. Clemson's undefeated. Here's Syracuse schedule. Clemson, Notre Dame, wow. Pittsburgh, Florida State, Wake Forest, and Dang. Boston College. That's that's a daunting six as well. Look, going back to TCU, I think TCU-Kansas State this weekend is a huge game. If they get by that, maybe they can run the table, but I just don't see TCU staying undefeated. Uh, I think Kansas State could stay undefeated in the Big 12 more than TCU could. Syracuse... You know, they've been building to this for a long time. They've been building to this point. And now they're at this breaking point with their season where they're like, okay, we've got to go on this run and beat a bunch of quality teams in a row. But then again, is it a bunch of quality teams or a bunch of big names? So that's what they have to understand. If they can get by Clemson, they have to think that they can run the table and win the the ACC. Clemson gets by Syracuse this game. What's their remaining schedule? Clemson has uh where fuck I deleted it on accident just now. Um I'll show you right now. Um So obviously they they host Syracuse, they end the year with South Carolina, who's sandwiched. Yeah, they got uh Clemson this week. They got Louisville. Louisville. They got Louisville. They got Notre Dame. Clemson's got uh, Notre Dame too, huh? They got Miami. Okay. South Carolina. So they only have four games. How does Syracuse have six games left and Clemson only has five? Whatever. No, Clemson has, uh, yeah, Clemson has one, two, three, four, five left. Yep. All right, cool. So that's also daunting. That's, that's, that's a hard schedule. That's hard to win out. Plus the ACC title game most likely against, you know, uh, Drake, May, and UNC. And they're kind of just wellowing in the weeds with one loss. But that have you watched this Drake, May kid play at UNC yet, bro? No. You need to go like as a quarterback guy. You need to go watch him, coach. He is uh, he when he I think when he's eligible for the draft, he's the first pick. He is fucking impressive. The North Carolina kid. North Carolina starting quarterback Drake May is a fucking dude, bro. Hey, I watched I watched Syracuse quarterback last night. Uh, D, me, uh, Dino Baber is a good friend of mine, and uh, we were talking, and I watched his guy dog. I haven't seen it. I apologize to all the Syracuse Orangemen. His QB's legit, bro. Like legit, legit. He's a good player. Yeah, I haven't watched him like that. I didn't know. He's dropping dimes out there and very poised kid in the pocket. Like Syracuse looks better than I could have ever imagine. Yeah, Syracuse is sneaky, dude. They play defense too. They're very opportunistic with turnovers. 
I've watched them a bunch this year. That Purdue game that they had up there in the Carrier Dome was nuts. Um, I'm telling you, that place gets wild, too. They love packing that place full and, and getting loud. So yeah. this Clemson game, it, like, look, Syracuse has a great football history. I'm not going to sit here and be naive. And like, yeah. This is the biggest game in Syracuse history. But modern day, since Donovan McNabb, is this not the biggest fucking game the Syracuse Orange have played? Yeah. It's got to be, right? This late in the season, yes. Yes. So it's got to be the biggest game they've ever played up to this point uh, since, like, Freeney and McNabb were there back in the day when they were still called the Syracuse Orangemen, for God's sakes. Now they're just the Orange because apparently Orangemen offended all the white people in Syracuse. Oh, fuck. I, Get the fuck uh, out of here. We're the third long segment of this show. Um, Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member today. We're going to hit this third long. We're going to give you guys some picks and give me, me and Matt will just randomly go through what we think college football is headed in tomorrow. And then we'll get, we'll end it with NFL. Uh, Ohio State minus 30 versus Iowa. Do they cover that? Where are they? Uh, I believe they're at Iowa. They're in Iowa City? No, I don't think they beat them by 30 in Iowa City. Um, if they were at home, I'd say absolutely yes. So, but at I, the same I, time, it's oh, then yes. If they're in, if they're in the shoe, then yes, they covered that thirty points. Do you? Uh, sorry, I had to put my dog out before he shit on the floor. Do you think C.J. Stroud is everything he is? No, I, I, do I. I, I think his accuracy is terrible. Kid. I would he not draft up, him first. He grew up right up the street here. I've, I know who coached him. I've been around him for a long time. He's talented and everything. I don't. I don't see that it factor. Who in would him. you take number one right now? Because the first pick of the draft is going to be a fucking quarterback. Period. It's either going to be Detroit or you know Carolina. They got to have a quarterback. They're taking one first. Who are you taking? It, it be honest with you, if I had to take a quarterback right now, just because of the battle tested and being coached by, in my opinion, the best quarterback coach in college right now, uh, at least he had a year and a half with him. Uh, I would take Bryce just because take Bryce over CJ Sark was with him. I think Sark coached Mac Jones, who had success early in the NFL. I think his injuries have caused that. Plus, he wasn't a very talented guy. Talking to Sark too, he's like, dude, he's not an ultra talented guy, but you know what? He's a guy that's going to play probably a long time in the NFL. Uh, Bryce is much more talented than Mac. Um, we'll see if he has the it factor. But right now, I believe after watching that game last week against uh, Tennessee and him being injured and still doing what he did, I, I I saw a lot of promise in that dude. And I was like, "Fuck, that's the kid I saw growing up in high school up the street as well." Uh, even though he's even though he's three inches short, is he really three inches shorter than CJ? I don't think three inches, but so he's not that much smaller. Look how many fucking midgets are playing right now. That's true. They but that's the thing. They're going to look at it and say, can he take the beating? How, yeah. how do, you, do you like the kid from Kentucky? Uh, Will Levis. Uh, man, he was going to be on our show, man, and, and they wouldn't let him. And I, I'm going to hit fucking soups up. Uh, I do like him, but I think he's a – he's like Sam Darnold-esque. He's got that rough, gritty, nasty uh, Carson Wentz kind of in him. And yeah. I don't necessarily like that translating to the NFL as far as being a guy that's going to get it done week in, week out. He has that nutty-gutty winning attitude that you want to coach. Like, I would love to coach Will. I think he's a great fucking kid. I've talked to him a ton. I don't know if he translates to the NFL as being a guy that can play for a long, long time. To me, he is a uh, a Fitzpatrick. He's a guy that can be a journeyman. I think he can play a long – I think he can play and stick around and be a great leader and a team guy. 
and be a guy that gets in and maybe maybe gets a few contract bags because he's came in and played 10 games for a hurt starter. You know what like I mean? A, like a Nick Foles kind of? Yeah, Foles, Fitzpatrick, you know, one of those guys. Uh, so, okay, so let me ask you this one then. If we're looking at those three guys in the SEC, okay, outside the SEC, is Caleb Williams leaving after this year at SC or is he going to come back for another year? Uh, everything I've heard, he's staying. Staying. And then so do you think DTR is a first-round prospect? I, I don't – him and Hendon Hooker, to me – Is Hooker great. a junior? Yeah. They're he great should, college, He should stay in school too. Yeah, they're great college players. Uh, I don't know if either one of those guys translates. I don't know if DTR translates. I don't know if Hendon Hooker translates. They're they're very similar in my opinion. They're accurate. They're, their decision-making has been on point this year. They're making great plays. Their wideouts are both very good on both both teams. Their wideouts at UCLA catch everything. Uh and Tennessee's whiteouts are explosive as shit. Maybe the best crew in America as far as a core. Uh, I just don't know if they translate to the NFL, man. I think it's another set me up to fail, throw me to the wolves. I'm going to end up going to Pittsburgh, one of them guys, or I'm going to end up going to fucking Washington, or I'm going to end up going to fucking Houston, uh, or, or, or who well, knows. Houston's got two first-rounders in the top ten right now, so they could easily package up and move up. And, yeah, and, and like – do you go to a shitty organization, have to be day one starter, and just fucking just be a guy that nobody knows about it again? You know what I mean? I, I just hate to see that for young kids because I love to see – I want to see them um, succeed in the league, not just have to fucking face adversity the whole fucking time. Like, I I, I just like it, – It's hard enough already. Not, it'd be nice to go somewhere where you yeah. can actually be developed. But at the same time, it's what we're talking about. If you have Kyler Murray's attitude or Manziel's attitude or some of these other kids' attitude, you don't want to be developed. You just think you're there or you think you're there. Like, yeah. that's the thing I would say to Kyler is, you don't need to take my advice. I'm just some broke-down old offensive lineman. But if I can tell you anything right now, it's check your fucking ego or you're going to be out the door as fast as you walked in it, dog. You're not replace You're not irreplaceable. Everybody, everybody's replaceable, homie. No one's special. Now, you ain't lying about that. Um let, let me get into this. Ohio State is at home, favored by 30. Uh, Over-under is 50. Um, we don't have to make this a betting debate, but do you think Ohio State truly covers 30, or is this a game a letdown game as their schedule continues to get harder? No, Iowa's defense is real, but their offense is so awful that it won't matter. I bet you they – I would say that Iowa State scores on special teams and on defense. Iowa, uh, Iowa. I, they'll pro I think they'll probably shut Iowa out if I had to guess. So I would go the under 50, but I think they cover 30, which is crazy. So I, I wouldn't bet. I would not be surprised if they win 38 to nothing, 41 to zero, something like that. Because Iowa can't fucking move the ball at all on offense. Not They are terrible on offense. I haven't watched them. Uh... They are god awful, bro. They cannot move the football. I asked McAfee how Iowa's doing on fucking offense. <laughs> hey, T Tennessee, uh, another powerhouse SEC opponent. They play UT Martin. Um, we're not even going to get into that. I just thought you would laugh. Uh, Syracuse. Why? I don't know. Why dude. does the SEC do this? Why don't they just play the weaklings at the beginning of the season like everyone else? I don't know. It's a fucking joke. Uh, Clemson, Syracuse, man. Clemson's minus 14 um, in Clemson Memorial Stadium. I, I, I definitely think it's closer than that. Both 6-0, 1-7-0. Um, 
And that's the reason Clemson's already played seven, by the way. Everyone else only played six. So who do you like? I think Clemson at home, they they have a, like a 40-game home winning streak or some shit. They're really, really hard to beat at home. They haven't lost at home in a long time. Um but honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Orange. I think the Orange go to Death Valley and win. I just think that there's something special about this team, bro. I think Babers has got his guys believing. You know, if, if you last – I'm almost positive that last year they had Clemson on the ropes and either beat them. And it was two years ago they beat them at the Carrier Dome or, or last year they did uh, when Clemson was kind of down and they still won 10 games. They were 10-3, but I think they lost in the Carrier Dome last year, if I remember correctly. So I, I – I just think Syracuse has got the right team at the right time to go catch Clemson. I think it's going to be a dogfight. There's no way Clemson's going to get blown out at home. They're going to fucking fight. But I'm going to take Syracuse, and I don't care if they're 14-point dogs. I'm taking that team. All right. Uh, Ole Miss, LSU. uh, LSU minus two. Um, We got that game. UCLA, Oregon, I want to get your take on it. They're only giving LSU – they're only saying Mississippi's two-point favorite? No, LSU – yeah, LSU's minus two. No, LSU's minus two. Wait, you're telling me LSU is a home favorite over an undefeated Ole Miss team? Yep. Are you sure? Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, I I think Ole Miss is going to run LSU by two touchdowns. I do too. I, I do not agree with that at all. I do too. I'm um, agree with you on that. UCLA, Oregon, in Eugene, Autzen, be packed house. It'll be a rainy, coldy, muddy, gray, overcast, like every fucking Oregon game I've ever been to. Um, it's going to look like absolute shit for an L.A. team to go there. That's why it's so hard for yeah. L.A. blue sky weather fucking players to go there. And we love it. We love getting soft ass, ass L.A. boys in the dirt. ass Eugene. Uh, <laughs> Oregon's favored by six and a half. Um I think Chip gets back at them. I think they they have a much more – I think they've got a tough-skinned group there uh, for whatever reason. UCLA has some tough skin there. I think UCLA wins the game and stays undefeated. I'm going to take UCLA as well. I think UCLA beats Oregon and Eugene uh, and, and kind of breaks a trend of them losing to that, that school repeatedly. So we'll see. It's a huge weekend for the Pac-12. Texas, Oklahoma State. Uh, number 20 versus number 11, Oklahoma State's coming off a loss to TCU. Does TCU beat Oklahoma State twice? Like, all these soft fucking generational kids cannot um, get huh? Stillwater's still tough. I mean, Stillwater, they, they aren't going to want to drop two in a row. Gundy will have them ready to play. They don't like Texas none too much. But I, I do think that Texas just I, – I don't know. There's something about Texas. I think that they're going to end up playing in the Big 12 title game. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to take Texas on the road to beat both the o- Oklahoma schools this year uh, and win in Stillwater. Uh, I think Alabama mud stops Mississippi State by 1,000. Uh, really? I, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, I think Mississippi State's going to play them really hard, actually. I think yeah, people are like, catching up uh, with Alabama, bro. I just think you're going to start throwing the football around. Now, if, if Mississippi State can stay in this game because Alabama's secondary is so bad, which they are, and Leach will will dissect your coverage. There's no doubt. Um, and their quarterback is throwing it all over the park. He's legit throwing it around. Um, that, that's another game that you have to look at Alabama. Like fuck, Alabama's favored by 21. I don't know if I, I would take I would take Mississippi State right there with, with 21 points. I mean, I just yeah. Mike Leach is going to have them ready. They may not be as talented, but I do think people are catching up with Alabama, bro. 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, TCU at K-State, big one. TCU minus three and a half. Homecoming game there. Uh, Liv Moods, who comes on every Tuesday and gives us her bet. She's a TCU Horned Frog alum. She's going to be there. She said that uh, she likes K-State, even though that's her home team. She's a better for FanDuel and Colin Cowherd. She calls it like it is, and she's pretty damn good at it. She likes K-State to cover three and a half. Yeah, K-State's always been road warrior mentality that you have to be prepared for them to walk in and spoil a homecoming. That's what they do. Uh, they already won on the road in Norman. Norman's a more formidable, you know, opponent from a uh, playing at another team's home perspective than Fort Worth is. So that said, uh, I like K-State to go on the road and win as well. I think that they've got the recipe to kind of beat TCU. Um with the running quarterback and everything that they do. So I, I like, uh, I like Kansas state on the road. Give me uh you got to get out of here. Give me your coaching matchup of the week in the NFL coaching matchup. And I, I like to do it every week and we'll do our two minute drill on that just for the next two minutes and get you out of here. Uh, so I'm going to go with, and I, I'm a little biased on this one this week, but I'm going to go Salah against Hackett with Jets Broncos. And I, I, I think that Salah was there for two years. He got a lot of heat. Nobody, Everybody wanted him fired. And then his his philosophy has kind of taken over right now. And his team is a direct reflection of him. They're tough-minded. They're tough minded. They fly around on the defense. They're a little inept on offense. But, again, he's a defensive coach. And then I just – I want I'm very interested to see the bag of tricks he throws at old Buddy Wackett. Because fucking Hackett is terrible – um, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that like a prototypical fan, like this guy's awful, but bro, his decision-making is awful. His time, his time of possession, the way that he play, calls his plays is terrible. He, he doesn't know how to use his timeouts. He's constantly, you know, being, he's in his own head trying to figure out what he should or shouldn't do. He's super indecisive. And I, I just think that the jets have got blood in the water right now, man. I, I've worked with Connor McGovern when he was with the Broncos forever. Now he's the starting center for the jets. He's been there through all this turmoil now they're winning. I talked to him on the phone. He's super excited about this game this weekend, coming back to Denver and getting a little revenge. Uh, the Jets came to Denver last year and lost 23 to nothing. So they're going to be motivated to get back on the flight this year, back to New York, which is a long one. And, and you know, have, a, have, have some fucking – have some drinks and have some fun. So I, I like the Jets in that game, and I, I think I, I'm just interested to see how Sala attacks Hackett. And if Hackett can – you know, get his team rolling in the right direction and figure Russell Wilson out. Because right now, that's the most dumbfounding thing I've ever seen in sports. Um, Two-minute drill here brought to you by Canadips. Um, that was Matt's one minute. I'm going to give you mine. Uh, I'm going to roll with uh, – I agree with Matt on his assessment. I, I actually think that the Broncos are going to shock the Jets this week. I, I do like Salah and what's going on there. But at some point, like a team that I picked to go to the playoffs and be an AFC contender, and if I'm not going to renege like I'm not, I have to start thinking this team's going to win some fucking football games eventually or they're just going to be an absolute dumpster fire. And then I, at some point I have to say enough's enough. My pick this week is going to be Andy Reid versus Shanahan. Chief 49ers is a great one. Kansas City favored by two in Frisco. That's the a great game. Of, yeah. Addition of McCaffrey. Uh, I'm curious to see if IU can get loose and Jimmy G plays uh, well enough. They they sprinkle in McCaffrey in the red zone like they're saying they're going to do. I'm sure he's going to grasp the offense in a week. Uh, that won't be a big deal. Uh, yeah, I like running back is hard. 
three days. Yeah, it's not that fucking, you know, protection-wise. He's not going to be in probably any pass protection down and distances anyway. He'll be he's in not, the, He's not going in there pass protect. He's going in to catch the ball. Yeah, he's going to go with free release packages. So uh, I, I do. I want to see if Shanahan can control the line of scrimmage with the run game and see how they get De- uh, Debo Samuel involved. And then on the Chiefs' side, uh, are they going to bounce back after a tough loss versus Buffalo? And can Mahomes bounce back late in games, in close games, and not throw interceptions and and continue to get big wins down the stretch, which he has had some issues with in his career, contrary to your belief, people. So uh, I'm going to roll with the 49ers getting this done at home with a after a loss, rejuvenated McCaffrey coming in. I think they're going to think this is a new team to come out and represent the West. And uh, I think the Niners get it done, and they beat the Chiefs. So that's my coaching matchup of the week. A um, lot of good football this week, man. I, I appreciate you coming on all week. We killed it. I think. Amen, brother. First Can't start wait for Monday. We'll the film now. Uh, we'll start. We'll come up with a plan. Me and you will get after that, and uh, we'll start killing that as well, man. So enjoy the weekend, man. Be safe out there, and uh, look forward to seeing your videos like always, and uh, having a few laughs. Amen, brother. Go Buffs. Go Jets. Have a great weekend. Later, coach. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Uh, appreciate Matt joining us. Um, lots to discuss here. I got an hour left with y'all. Solo dolo. I'm going to actually get into some film. I'm going to show you guys some fucking film. I'm going to break down some things. I'm going to break down uh, some things, but I'm going to also get into a few college football takes. Uh, I'm going to break down some things that you don't understand most talented rosters and see who is overachieving versus who is underachieving in the college football landscape. Alabama, 14, five stars, 59, four stars compared to a USC that has three, five stars and 35, four stars. I'm going to break this all down and you won't, you won't want to miss this. I'll be back in about three minutes. I'm going to get a piece of pie and a coffee. And uh, I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. Don't miss this next hour with me. Peace. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school, growing up together, his his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School, grew up right up the street. We played together in the play. We actually played each other in high school twice. Um, he also played basketball when I, for his high school, we were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd, um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine. He was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another LA kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the the NBA. You know, he's 6'6", probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always and also was uh he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Um but Tony was a all-around tight end who holds most records and he played longer 
That's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old, and I don't think you can put him as the best already. I think he scored in three of his four Super Bowl victories. Um, but anyway, Ozzie Newsom is my number two tight end. Ozzie Newsom redefined the position. He is what the Antonio Gates of the world, the Shannon Sharps, all those guys became later. Ozzie Newsom, also a friend of mine who who was the player personnel of the Baltimore Ravens for a long time. A guy named Art Perkins, who played running back for the San Diego Chargers, L.A. Rams, actually was a Compton College alum who was a coach at Compton College, who coached my coach, who also. All right. All right. All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. Stronger than ever. Listen, I want to get into this uh, third, third and long segment. All right. We're going to get to this third and long segment uh, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline. And. Uh, I got to get into this third and long segment, man. I want to break down a few things. Eric, appreciate you. Um, Yeah, I hear you. Um, Slick Nick, new member, appreciate you. Uh, So let me break down some things, all right, real quick. I want to get into college football's most talented roster and see if it's really – is it really watered down like I say it is because I do think it is. Bama has 14 five-stars. Georgia has 15 five-stars, okay? Ohio State has 14 five-stars. Those three teams lead the nation in five-stars, okay? And Alabama has 64 stars. Georgia has 52. Ohio State has 51. A&M has 46. So Clemson has 12 five-stars, 44 stars. Texas has six five-stars, 52 four-stars. And then you go down the list, Oregon and LSU both have five five-stars. Uh, Oklahoma has three. Notre Dame has two. USC has three. Florida has five. Miami has two. It's crazy how the landscapes change. UCLA has zero five-stars and 24 stars. UCLA is a team you want to look at because they have zero five-stars, 24 four-stars, and they're undefeated right now. Um, and I'm looking at teams that are undefeated. Very similarly, Stanford has zero five stars and 22 four stars. Actually, the exact same as UCLA. Why are one team undefeated? Why is one team struggling? That is a very, very interesting take. Um, Florida State, by the way, has zero five stars and 34 stars. They've lost three in a row. A team like Michigan, who is winning and looks very good, only has three five stars. They have 44 stars, three five-stars. I've always said as a coach, I've always said as a coach, stars get coaches fired. Stars get coaches fired, okay? Stars get coaches fired, and when you start to think you have to have five stars in your program, you get fired. That is what happens. You get fired in this profession. So understand something. Stars will get you fired, dog. It is a much more conducive way to win if you create a culture, get a buy-in. I want to find Kansas. I want to find Kansas. 
Kansas ain't even in the top 33. Kansas isn't even in the top 33. So they have no five stars. They probably have not a lot of four stars. Um, I don't even see them in there. I don't see them in there at all. So they created a culture. If their quarterback don't get hurt, I still think KU's undefeated. And I think that is just a critical element in this profession. Quarterback play wins you football games at all levels. We've been seeing it in the NFL. We see it at college. Uh, Mississippi State, they're not even – yeah, they have zero five-stars, 23 four-stars. Zero five-star, 23 four-stars. Tennessee has two five-stars, 24 four-stars. Um, Ole Miss has only one five-star, 23 four-stars undefeated. Nebraska, one five-star, 22 four-stars. Exactly the same as Ole Miss and are horrible. So, you know, it's just very interesting on culture uh, versus what you're recruiting. I also know, I also know, I also know this. On Monday, I'm going to break down transfer portal kids along with the five stars. How many, how many teams here have the transfer portal kids that are making impacts? SC, we know, have some. Um. SC has mostly their transfer portal kids are the ones making a big impact. So we, we, we realize that. Okay. Um, who else has it? Who else has impactful transfers? Does Ole Miss, does UCLA, UCLA has a running back doing well. Um, so that's interesting. Utah, by the way, has zero five stars and only 15, four stars. So, there's just these teams out there that is very it's a very it's very interesting uh take. I want to do some research on Monday, break down some transfer portal kids versus the four and five stars and see how that ends up being. Um so we'll see how it goes. I don't think Nebraska's going to bounce back by the way. So uh miss me with that shit. I don't see it. Um but I want to break down. I want to get into some football. I'm going to show some film now that I can show film. And I have this great, great film put into DV Sport. We're going to get that up. DV Sport is a uh, going to be a great sponsor for the show now moving forward. Um, it's such a great, man, I got DV Sport now. I have DV Sport, but now I got updated film, dog. Updated film is going to be critical uh, in this thing. And now I can show you some legitimate film. So it's going to be interesting. Can't wait to show you guys. Um Let's see. I want to. I did a cut up, but now I can't find it. Of course. Um, I made a cut up last night, and um, of course, I don't know how to find it. Um, but we'll see. I want to pull up a few things. I don't know where what happened to it, motherfucker. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it is. I can't find it, but I'm just going to, I just want to show you a few things. Um, God damn it. I don't know where my cut up went. Um, anyway, I had a cut up from 2019 Lamar Jackson until today's Lamar Jackson. I wasn't planning on showing it anyway, 
but I just wanted to show you. But anyway, I want to break down a few things. Um, we'll, we'll stick with Lamar, by the way. We'll stick with Lamar. Um, I wanted to show you a few things and compare. I was going to compare and contrast and, and prove to you guys that his mechanics actually actually work look worse now, by the way, than they do. Um, they actually do look worse, <laughs> to be honest. They look worse. So I'm being honest with you. Um, they do not look better. They look fucking horribly worse. So um, let me see. Da, 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 da. We got this new technology that I'm having to learn. So puts me on the side, makes the show big. So now you can see the film. So, yeah, we already talked about Cliff. I want to show you some game film here. I got the greatest game film on planet Earth. We got the real deal here. And I want to make sure you understand this is new film. This is this year's film. I have showed you a lot of 2019 film. I've shown you a lot of 2019 film. And I want you to really look at it and tell me, Coach, is that any different? Because Lamar looks exactly the fucking same as the film you always show us. Well, a lot of you guys that know football understand something. You guys know that I show Lamar Jackson all the time. Well, this is... This is last week, two weeks ago. <laughs> like, this is the same motherfucker that I've been showing you for uh, two years now. 2019 film and 2022 film, he looks exactly the same. Exactly. So I want to break this play down. Hell yeah, TJ. Come on, dog. I got NFL film now. Every week I'll get new ones. I'll have every single NFL game, and I can show it legitimately. So look. We're going to call this cat, all right? We're going to call this cat. We're going to classify this as cat, C-A-T. What does that mean? TJ knows. It's me. It's not a cat block on the backside, but we're going to call it a cat run. It means center and tackle are pulling. So the center is going to come kick out the defensive end. You're going to see this. This is just like kind of like a uh, – let me, let, me, let, me, let me draw this line here for you. Boom. I'll make it red. And I'll make it a line for you. All right, the center is going to come out and kick out this defensive end right here. The tackle is also going to come out. This tackle is going to come out and kick out and wrap, all right? He's going to wrap. So I want you to see the center kicks the D in, the tackle wrapping for the backer number 59. And this is a run that we're reading the back door on, all right? We're running this. Uh, Lamar Jackson's head is in the backfield. We know this is a designed handoff. We're not reading anyone. So that is the difference. And I want to see, I want to show you something. You can't do that. You can't look back in the backfield. Everybody knows he don't have the ball. So tuck your hands away and sprint and act like you have the ball. It is bad coaching, dog. Bad, bad coaching. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. It is very bad coaching. Um, Lamar is not being coached very well. Uh, I'm just being honest with you. Horrible, bad mistake, snap counts, fucked up, bad. Uh, so this year I've noticed some things. We're in more open formationally sets. And it's crazy to me. We're in more offensive sets that are making him very, very vulnerable. Again, to me, Although Roman has done a good job with his skill set, this right here is not conducive for Lamar Jackson. 
He is not conducive. This is not conducive for Lamar Jackson to be in this formation and have to dissect all this right here. He can't do this. He can't do it. So, again, we're running a boop naked to his left, which I do not like. He's just so mechanically unsound that it's hard. I mean, that's a look at he makes that ball so difficult on a fucking boot naked play. Like, give him the ball in front of him, take some off it. Like, why are you throwing that ball so fucking hard? We're five yards away. But what do I know? Um, I want to get into some things. I haven't seen him uh, too much, but again, another design run. And this is another cat play. They're running center tackle, all right, with the fullback as a floater. So this is three guys pulling. This is basically F cat, all right? That means the fullback's going to come take out the end, and the center tackle are replacing counter. Uh, instead of the guard, ta guard tackle, it's the center tackle because of the front. So now we got F counter, basically, with the fullback kicking out, guard tackle wrapping. They got hats. They got numbers. Good football play right there. Good football play right there. Lamar is just handing the football off. You see his hat, his eyes? He's not reading nothing. All right. So, toss, watch the play. Nothing against. I don't have Jets in, in uh, Miami yet. I'll show it, though. I'll show it because you want to see him do some good things. But didn't they lose to those teams? Oh, what did he do in the fourth quarter, Zach Jones? <laughs> Shit the bed. Shit the bed, motherfucker. So if you know so much, send me your resume, Zach Jones, because you want to be a smartass in my chat. Make sure. I guarantee you I'll show you some fucking film. I, don't trip. I got the film now, dog, since you know so motherfucking much. If you were so good, you'd be over here coaching it. But you're not. You're dick riding it from under my desk, motherfucker. Open wide. So here we go. Lamar... It's a bad design football play because I'm going to show you why. All right. I'm going to show you why. 84 right here is supposed to block this guy to keep so we can allow this guy to come across in the flat and allow him to time this up. You're going to see the floater from underneath going to get whammed because 84 is not alert. He's not aware. He's not a guy that's going to block the DN. And they're bringing two guys in the same gap. Two guys. This is unsound football by Cincinnati. And this fucked the whole play up. Lamar now has to eat it and just throw it away. Fucking throw it away. That's what he needs to start doing faster and more. He needs to start doing that. He needs to start doing that. All right. Uh, actually, Tyler, I am coaching. I'm coaching right now. And I'll always be a coach regardless of what you fucking disrespectful, rude, fucking punk kids think. Because you are all fucking dick riders on social media. You live on social media. I actually make a lot of money. If you want to play Big Bang, Big Little Bank, we can do that too. Because you're a dick rider on my show. So <laughs> I'm like a doctor, homie. Once I'm a coach, you'll always call me coach. Ask your mama what I am. To your mama, I'm daddy. And I'll always be daddy. So make sure you understand that. I should have pulled out <laughs> when I made your motherfucking ass. Um... Because you bitch-made motherfuckers have no clue. So let me break down something else. Let me get into another uh, game real quick. Um, I'm going to break down. I got to I gotta show you some. Uh, I got to show you some Kyler Murray now, dog. I got Kyler Murray. 
So I got to show it. I got to show it. This is some big time technology right here, dog. This is some technology that a lot of cats don't have at the house, by the way. <laughs> uh, hey, Zach Jones, you got this at the house? Tyler Johnson, you got this at the house? Oh, my bad, dog. Um, all right, here's Kyler Murray, mental midget. Here we go. So I want to break down the little things just from the gate, all right? I want you to see something here. I want to coach you up. Well, I can't wait to start coaching this thing up because I'm going to be the real fucking acho. I'll put this shit on TikTok and everything. This is going to be the number one fucking watch show in America in a couple of years. You watch. I'm going to break down football like no other motherfucker does it because I'm going to be real about it. Here we go right here. We got an odd front. It's not really an odd front. We got this defensive end in space here. So we're going to count this as four down linemen. All right. Really what it is, it's a bear. Because this guy's out here. We got a three technique, a nose, and another four eye. And then we have a walk up. This means there's a five down. We call it a diamond front. One backer in the hole. All right, that's a six-man box in essence. What Kyler don't grasp, this is football coaching one-on-one. He sees this guy walking up late. He don't give a fuck. He is in the cadence. He doesn't wait. Slow down so the O-line can make a fucking call that we have a bare front here. Let's calm down. Let's act like we understand what's happening. Let's slow down, dog. Because you're running a play in the teeth of a fucking pressure. So why don't you wait? And he doesn't, he has no clue, fellas, no clue that this just happened. What does that do? Does anyone know? People don't realize this is a rotation. Now we're in match cover zero. Now this is a man free safety who's a free roamer. He can run either way. This guy is a man corner. He has the tight end right here. This guy has this tight end. We are in one man-free defense. We have a man-free defense set here. It's straight lock man. And this man has no fucking idea what it is. He has no idea what it is. He don't know what's going on. He doesn't know. And if he was smart, we could make some checks here. We could actually run a fuck. I would check speed option, dog. I'd block this guy. These two could double him to this Mike Backer. We can send the center guard to these guys. These We have enough hats over here. And I would pitch. I would pitch off of number seven. Block him. Block him. And just imagine this play right here. Now you're getting coached up. Now you're getting coached up. Now I can run speed option, dog. I can run speed option. So it's fucking, it's hilarious that you guys have no clue about anything. But, and I do know basketball, Anthony. I bet you I know more basketball than you. We'll talk about it because I'm going to talk basketball too on the show. You bitch made cats have no fucking idea. I love you're trolling me this early in the morning though. But I would run speed option, dog. TJ, you see speed option down here to bear front? Oh my fucking God. We would absolutely fucking kill this. Pitching off of number seven. Look at We got a hat. We got a hat. We got a hat. We could send this tackle instead of pulling the wrap here. We can actually influence them by pulling them. We can still pull them and run speed option. That's something I've done in the past too. So interesting, interesting. But that's Kyler Murray not knowing what he has. He doesn't know what the fucking defense is. He has no clue what the defense is. And then he walks. He walks like a bitch-made cat. And watches the play. So everybody in America knows who had the ball. Wow. Unbelievable. And then he wants to come off the field yelling at motherfuckers. He wants to come off the field cussing at motherfuckers. 
Like, shut the fuck up, you fucking bitch-made cat. All right, here we go again. Let's see. Oh, he throws a tight end screen. He has to learn about that. We're not going to break that fucking play down. By the way, I haven't watched any of this shit. I just want to fucking get you some real deal coaching right here. Um, Wow, what a fucking joke. This is what we give this dude. This is the offense we give him because he's so mechanically fucking dumb. He is so mechanically bad that he has no clue what's happening in rotation. He has no idea. He knows nothing. We're faking the thing to him block the end. We're faking this. We're going to run a fucking swing pass RPO based off the Mike Backer action. I won't get into too much to overwhelm you novice fans out there like Taylor and Zach and them that know nothing. Um, we won't get into too much what's going on here. But the Eagles are bare fronting this motherfucker. That is a diamond front right here. That means covered, 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 edge, edge. Mike Backer is spying fucking Kyler Murray. They're running a bare front, dog. That is the ultimate sign of fucking disrespect in the NFL because the quarterback's not good enough to beat us. Because I'm just telling you right now, if I run bare front, I'm telling you right now that you can't you can't run the football and you don't understand how to dissect coverage. So we're going to bare front you, quarterback, and you're going to be fucked in the run game. It's going to force you to pass. That is what the bear does. It makes you pass the football. What is Kyler weak at? Passing the football. So what do I know? But let's break down a little bit more, Kyler Murray. So it's an eagle game. They played a couple weeks ago. Um, here we go. We got him in a drop back situation. We He does not like this. He is not comfortable. I don't know why they're free releasing the backs. Um, I would give him as much fucking protection as I possibly can. He doesn't know what he's looking at, dog. I'm just telling you by, by understanding quarterback play. Like, he's cocked. Why is he cocked? Why is he why is he cocked with the football? Why is he not ready to throw? Why is he under what's going on here? We free release the back. All right. We got a concept here that is long developing. You can't run that long of a developing route if you free release the back. So he's free releasing, in essence, a five-man protection. Back is gone, back is gone. Receiver, receiver, receiver. We are in empty. Cliff Kingsbury loves running empty sets. We are in empty. No pressure, of course, here. We got a five-man go, but he needs more time to dissect coverage, dog. He's a mental midget. He's not going to fucking dissect this right now. And we got these long-developing routes with a guy that knows nothing but fucking Fortnite. What are you doing, Cliff? You're setting him up for failure himself. Bad, bad, bad football. But why is he not ready to throw the football? Look at his hands off the ball. Because he don't know where he's going. He don't know what he's doing. Look at his eyes, dog. Look at his eyes. Why is he staring at this guy and this guy if we know the read key is over here and has nothing to do with anything? Like, he don't know what he's doing, dog. Look at his feet. His feet are fucking. Look at that. Why is his feet this way and his base and this ball is so fucking elongated, pointed this way? His mechanics are so fucking bad, dude. I can't wait to break these fucking quarterbacks you guys all think are so fucking good down. I'm going to break down. I'm going to expose so many quarterbacks you guys think are so great that you're going to be fucking 
unbelievably sad and hurt in your feelings. You're going to be so fucking hurt in your feelings when I break down Patrick Mahomes and show you that all he throws is fucking screens and fucking crossers and shovel passes. I can't wait. Look at this guy. You guys think this guy's really fucking good. I'm going to change the narrative of American thinking in football. That's my goal. I'm going to fucking change the American way of thinking when I break you down. You're not going to think Acho is really showing you anything. Acho, great job. Yeah, Acho just lied to the American people on every fucking thing he told you last night on that breakdown that me and Matt showed you. He's an absolute fraud. He knows fucking nothing. And you guys believe him because your guys are simpletons. You don't do research. You believe anything you hear on social media. Shame on you, motherfuckers. Holy shit, dog. I got Jalen Hurts film, too. I got every quarterback that I want to break down. I got Derek Carr film. I got it all. This this show's about to blow up. I'm telling you guys. Just stay tuned. I'm going to make a segment where I break these fucks down. Um, I don't even want to watch this film right here. I'm going to... I just want to show you how bad this dude is. Like, what happened to the quarterback dropping back, reading coverage, making a run? Why are we doing so much action in the backfield? We just took his eyes away. Four, right now. Kyler Murray's eyes are away from the defense for a second. One second. We already have a mental midget who can't read coverage, but we want to take his eyes away from the defense? Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense, Cam Lowe? That we're going to take this dude who knows nothing, eyes away from reading coverage, and we got a route, we got a route, and we're going to take our eyes away because of some dumbass play action that's not even holding the mic, and we're going to hurt our quarterback even more than he already is. And now we're going to put him in the backfield, and... <laughs> Dog, what are we doing? So let's watch the tight copy, all right? Let's see who picks the ball. This guy, right? So let's take our eyes off of him with a play action run fake. That means nothing. Let's take our eyes off the motherfucker for a second that we don't need to do. He's just throwing the football up, dog. He don't know what he's looking at. This is a $200 million dude. Alan, we're paying this cat $200. Alan, dog, I got the new film, bro. It's about to be curtains, Alan. We're about to break this shit down as the number one show in America. We're going to break these motherfuckers down, Alan. This is the worst fucking $200 million bag stealer I've ever seen in my life. We're running play action pass with his eyes away from the fucking defense only for him to throw a pick because he doesn't understand coverage anyway. And now we're just throwing up balls. But in essence, let me go back to the wide angle. All right. Alan, no shit. Motherfucker just back there throwing it up. (laughs) Um, let me show you where he gets the ball. Let me show you the defense, all right? Here we go. We got a safety invert right here, which is a strong safety, all right? That's a strong safety. It's the free safety, okay? Um, We got a nickel, and we got a corner. We got a corner, all right? We got a one linebacker box. Because why? Because we're going to spy this guy with more athleticism, and we're going to make sure we can catch him. So we're going to take our slow linebackers off the football field. All right. So I want to make sure you're clear. That is what they're doing with Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, taking heavy linebackers off. And we're putting athletic nickel guys on so we can spy the quarterback that's shifty and runs around all day. All right. That's number one part of it that you need to realize. Number two is if we're going to read coverage and knowing this is a nickel guy, he is more or less a man coverage guy. 
he's not a he's not a run stopper. He's a man stopper. He is locked up with somebody. Who is it? It's a tight end in this case. Man. 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 Free runner. All right. So if that's what I know pre-snap, all right, pre-snap, I get up there and I got a pre-snap indicator of man-free coverage. All right, got man-free coverage. Let's roll. Who is my man beater in the offense if I'm the defense, if I'm the offensive coordinator and if I'm the quarterback, when I have a play, I got to get to the line of scrimmage and say, okay, what's my man beater here? Well, if you guys know football so well, Man beaters are crossing routes, okay? Guys that run crossers, anyone that runs crossers or a guy that's going to run to the flat, we have to know our man beater, all right? So if I know this guy has my tight end vertically, then I know that a crosser is probably going to come open under my face. Now, if he waits, the mic is a rerouter here. This guy's a rerouter. And he actually has the running back in man. But since the running back stays in, he is just going to reroute the tight end. If Kyler Murray waits and lets this ball, lets this play develop, and he climbs the pocket, he would hit this tight end over here in man, and the tight end can catch it and run up the field because it's a man-beating play. So if this is man and I know what routes I have, why would you throw the ball up in the middle of the fucking field to a fucking safety that's playing middle ball field deep? Like, why are you doing that? That is just coaching one-on-one that's playing one-on-one that tells me you have no investment. You're not really looking at coverage. You don't know what our route scheme is. You don't know what our beaters are. And you're just throwing shit up because you're not invested. But we paid you $200 million. So, okay, cool. Here we go again. All right. It's power read. We got power read play called here. If you don't know what power read is, I'll show you. Um, this is power read. We're reading the Mike backer. Let me make sure I haven't watched this film, but it's not hard to show you real fast. I'll break it down. We got a diamond front once again. Who are we reading? Uh, okay. Here, this is who we're reading here. All right. So we got a bare front. This is the normal scheme. We're going to block down, 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 pull a guard. Um, we're going to run power read across the formation. Usually we'll read a defensive end or the end man on the line of scrimmage. In this case, they're blocking these guys. So this is the uh, answer to defenses who run schematics that are going to allow the mic to be free. So instead of not blocking the mic, we're going to read the mic. So Kyler Murray's reading the mic backer here. If the mic backer were to scrape over the top and chase the back, Kyler Murray is going to follow 76, and he's going to run right there in B-gap. All right? Understand that, hopefully. If the backer stays there, we're going to give the ball to the back, and the back is going to follow the puller, 76. All right? So, in essence, we got a hat for a hat here. We got a hat for a hat here. Okay? So... The true read would have been to ride it a little better. This is a horrible ride, Allen. Look at how fast the ride is, Allen. Look how bad football is being coached in the NFL, Allen. Hey, Allen, what's the first job of the running back in in shotgun read mesh? What's the first job, Allen? What do you tell the running back to do? Wait till the quarterback catches the fucking ball so so we can go through our mesh and, and be quick and not hurry. 
That is number one. Look how rushed this mesh is. Look how fast it is. Like, be patient, relax, dog. We got a guard pulling here. We want to read this guy. So be patient, Murray. Understand, relax. Because I'm just going to tell you, if I'm coaching Kyler Murray in this situation up, all right, if I'm coaching this, Allen, he should have been riding this mesh way out here. And guess what, Allen? Kyler should have kept the football, and he would have gassed City their ass. But guess what? The mesh is so shitty, we shouldn't see one arm on the football. We should see both arms extended. And that is so bad. The, the, the Mike Backer who we're reading makes the play. That is a horrible fucking job by the quarterback. It is a horrible job by the mesh. It's a horrible job coaching it. And what do I know? I'm sitting here right here fucking chilling, coaching you up on it. But it is what it is. Um, all right, here we go. Let's, let's break this concept down. We got a little spot route concept, which is basically, yep, it's what it is. I used to run the same shit. All it is is a tight end running a spot route over the middle. We got a curl on the outside. We got a curl on the outside. We got a back flattening, threatening the mic backer so we can throw the tight end. We got a back swing in here to influence him so we can open up the tight end. And the bottom line is he doesn't understand coverage because if he did, people, throw the ball now. The ball should be thrown now. Why are you waiting? What the fuck are you waiting on? What is he looking at? What are we reading? What is the NFL doing with these guys? Throw the ball now, and he's running. But guess what? We want to fucking wait. We want to wait, 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 wait. Takes a long-ass elongated fucking motion, and that's what we get. Dog, it's bad. It's fucking bad football. This is a decent scheme, too. He's influencing the backer. That's the ball to throw right now. Throw it now. And now he's late. Good ball, by the way. But guess what? Why do you have to make it so difficult? Throw the ball way sooner. Now Ertz has to make a fucking Hall of Fame catch because you're so fucking late when you could have just stuck it on him right now. He's open. His hands are up even. Jesus Christ, dog. Holy shit, we're bad. Um, another play action ride. Um, I don't, I don't get, man, I can't wait to break down film. I don't understand. Hey, Mac, do you know where the, the, the cutups I made of Lamar are? Cause I can't even find them now. And I don't know what, where they went, but I, you don't have DB sports, so you can't even look, but I, I gotta find, I'm going to show you. I can't find the cutups that I made yesterday. I wanted to compare Lamar in 19 versus Lamar today, but uh, we'll do it another day. I just, I didn't want to show film today, but I just wanted to show uh, Lamar and Kyler a little bit. And that's what we're doing here. How bad they are. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to show America because it's going to be the biggest show ever. I'm going to give you the realest fucking cut ever. Look at this shit though. Like this is, this is a mesh concept, but a backs wheel route. Tight end's going to run a zone breaker here. I know what they're doing. He's going to zone up here. He's going to run a crossing mesh. He's going to run a wheel route to occupy this and this if it's man. And now we're looking to throw the zone breaker in essence. 
So this was probably, now that I'm looking at the tight end here, he looks like he's a blocker midfield. So it looks like a screen set up. Yep, it's a mesh fake screen. Yep, they're going to throw a screen. Here's the tackle. He's going to release up. And this is a setup off a pass concept. They're running a screen to the back right there. They're running a screen to this back. And I don't know why you can't get this off. Like, why can't you get this off? Wait, this is why quarterback play is so bad, Alan. Fuck, homie. Alan, what's your job in screen? What is your job in screen? I'm I'm curious. What is your job in screen? If we're in screen, do we ever stop and get flat-footed as a quarterback? Do we not know in screen that we're not blocking fucking defensive players? Do we not know that the defense is coming? Do we not know that we are the actor? We need to keep retreating, retreat, retreat. Bring you to me. I'm the bait. I'm the bait. Bring you. Bring you. And then I'll, I could probably – why do my two players in the room know this? But NFL guys making $200 million don't. Oh, maybe because the coach coached them up. I don't know. But anyway, Kyler Murray should be retreating. Never stand still. And guess what happens? The running back will get open, and we'll make a fucking – we'll have a big play here. We'll have a big play here. But he stops. And then he wants to just throw the football because he doesn't want to invite anyone in. Invite, invite, invite. Let guys develop and then throw him the ball. Dog, it's 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 fucking bad watching these quarterbacks that aren't getting coached, number one. The most talented skill set of all time in quarterback landscape. And we're coaching them like this. <laughs> like this guy runs around all day long, but he can't retreat and avoid people and fucking make plays. Like, come on, dog. Make give me a break here. Give me a fucking break. Oh yeah, just just run draw because that's how shitty we are. Our quarterback's shitty. We can't. I'd run quarterback draw then. Like if fucking you're running the dude around anyway. Like goddamn, it's fucking bad. Um, all right, so so nobody knows what they're doing. By the way, look at this disgruntled fucking deal here. So we're bringing in receivers. Ertz is bringing the receiver down. He's yelling at him. Kyler's telling the back to come back here. This guy, oh, dog, they're, and then look at the O-line. They don't know what they're doing. They're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And we did all that for a five-yard guess. Man, this is bad, dog. I haven't watched this. I'm just watching it right now. Wonder, no wonder why they're a fucking bad football team. No wonder why they're bad. They got a fucking mental midget leading them. I mean, they're bad. They're pretty bad, dog. They're fucking pretty bad. I'm be honest. They're a very bad football team. They are not even aligned. They have no idea. They're not aligned. They're they're very very bad. Uh, they're running trick gadgets. I mean, nobody's buying it. Dog, he loses a yard. <laughs> this is a bad football team. Um, hey man, it's a bad bad football team. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down, man, and more more. Uh, I'm gonna break it down more in depth here. Um, I'm going forward. So trust me, uh, I, I'm going to break it down moving forward um, much, much deeper. I just I just wanted to show it because I haven't. I got film now, dog. I got film that I can show. It's going to be great. I got fucking. I got Mahomes. I got Derek Carr. I got all these dudes. 
So I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. And uh, hey, man, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it as this as this show builds up and blows up. Um, I'm going to take UCLA. I'm going to take Bama. I'm going to take Ole Miss. I'm going to take K-State. And I'm going to take Syracuse to cover the 14. Those are my picks in the college world. In the NFL world, uh, I got to get to uh, my picks in the NFL. I'm taking the Niners. Uh, I, I just think they're going to have a little rejuvenation against Kansas City this weekend. I'm going to take the Niners um, to cover that. And uh, I'm going to also take whew, the battle of three and threes. My boy Wido, Atlanta Falcons, uh, taking on the Bengals, both three and three. Atlanta's scary right now. They're playing really good. Oh, man. Cincinnati favored by six and a half. Um, I'm going to rock with Cincinnati this game, though. I'm going to rock with Cincinnati. I think they got to get it going. Cowboys-Lions, is this a letdown game for the Cowboys? Uh, Dak Prescott's back at the helm. Uh, Dallas only favored by seven. Worries me with a team with like the Lions, who are just atrocious on defense. Um, Cowboys by seven scares me with Dak coming back. Um Whew. You know what, man? I'm going I'm to roll with the Lions and play in a close one. I'm going to roll with the Lions, dog. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions beat Cowboys and, and Cooper Rush is the topic, uh, trending topic on Twitter. Colts, Titans. I got to roll with the Colts on this one. Tennessee's favored by two and a half. It's in Nashville. Nashville beat the Colts a couple weeks ago. I'm going to roll with the Colts to get back. They got to get going. The Colts got to get going like the, like the just like Denver has to get going. Uh Packers, Washington, the Packers got to do something, dog. They're three and three, one and one in the league. They're favored by four and a half. I'm going to take the Packers, even though this is a very scary game for me, dog, because I've predicted Heineke's going to come and get a few victories under his belt and bring a new energi uh, energized situation to the Commanders. Don't get shocked, dog, if the Commanders beat the Packers. Uh, but I got to roll with Packers figuring it out if we have any hope of them being a contender in the West. Are in the NFC. Uh, Bucks, Panthers, uh, Tom Brady better get his shit together. The Panthers have just demoralized their roster. Uh, Sam Darnold, I believe, is going to play. I'm not sure. Uh, the Bucks got to figure it out, right? They're favored by 13. Uh, we got to roll with the Bucks on this one. Uh, Giants, Jags, very scary game. Jacksonville favored by three. Very, very interesting, man. I'm going to roll with the Giants because I've been rolling with the Giants all year. That is a scary game to walk into, though. Jags are two and four, starting to look like the Jags we expected. So I'm going to roll with the Giants. I'm going to keep that. Uh, they'll they'll cover the three and they'll win the game, in my opinion. Browns, Ravens. Ugh, interesting. Does Baltimore fall to three and four, and can the Browns get to three and four in the onset of the Deshaun Watson debacle? That is going to come down the knocking at the door here shortly. Does Deshaun Watson play this year? I don't think he does. I think continue to have more and more civil claims come out. And I think the Browns are fucked. I think they're going to blow this whole organization up. The Ravens, though, they got to win, right? Baltimore favored by six and a half. They got to win. Uh, that's my opinion. I think I think the Baltimore has to win this game or they're fucked. Um, Jets, Broncos, man, I like the Jets a lot. I like what they're doing. The Jets are favored by one in Denver, but I'm going to roll with Denver to get it done, man. I got to roll with Denver. They got to eventually figure this thing out. They're two and four. They got a great defense. I think the Jets offense 
is going to hit some, some bumps in the road versus this Denver altitude. And I think the Broncos get it done. Texans Raiders, uh, the battle of the one and three and one Texans versus the one and four Raiders. The Raiders favored by seven, uh, over under 45 and a half. I got to go with the Raiders in this one. I think they're going to figure it out. I don't think they're going to figure shit out, but I think they're going to figure this thing out as far as winning a game versus the Texans who are just the Texans. The Texans are the Texans, but the Raiders are the Raiders. I wouldn't be shocked if this is a field goal game at the end. I think the Raiders pull it out because I had my boy uh, on the show this week. I hope you guys enjoy the greatest Raider of them all uh, as he he was on the uh, show. So appreciate him joining us too. Seahawks Chargers, I got to roll with the Chargers. They've won fucking three in a row, I believe. I believe they're going to get it done. Um, I'm going to roll with the Chargers beating the Seahawks. But the Seahawks are playing pretty fucking well, man. They're playing pretty well, in my opinion. Chiefs Niners is a big game on the slate. Uh, 125 on the West Coast game, 430 game on the East. I got, I'm got. i going to roll with the Niners, man. It's Kansas City's favorite by two. I'm rolling with the Niners to uh, get it done. Uh, McCaffrey might score a red zone touchdown even. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll figure that out. They'll figure that out. Monday night football game is the bears and the Patriots. Holy fuck. I'll talk about that on Monday morning right here on the coach JB show. So don't miss that. I'll talk about that shit, but dog, uh, that's not a very exciting game. Is Zappy playing Roger Zappy? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, any questions, hit me up, type it out, let me know. Um, very, very intriguing first week. Uh, appreciate everybody with the likes. Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some merch. Um, we got it all, short, fast, skinny, and tall. Head on over there, get you a football sign. Tomorrow, make sure tomorrow you join me if you're in California. Um for my slapdick cigar launch, 3 to 8 p.m., high times, Costa Mesa. Uh, it'll be nice, man. I'm just going to be chilling. Uh, bring a book or buy a book. I got a book there. I'll have books there. Uh, I'll have some posters. I'll sign some. Come on through. And uh, look forward to seeing you, meeting you, whatever. Come chill, man. Uh, if anyone from L.A. is in here. Brian Martinez, dog. Why do you always need a ride somewhere, motherfucker? How old are you? You got you got a car, motherfucker? Do you have... Uh, Brian, how many books you bringing? Keep it 100. How many books you bringing, Brian? Six? How many books you got, dog? I wanna, I'm going to check your car, homie. I'm going to go in your car and look. You, I bet you got like four of my books in that motherfucker. Uh, I got I, I to gotta, I gotta see this cat. Brian, I hope you come, man. I hope you show up. Um, Lucy, catch a red eye. Come on out. <laughs> <laughs> uh brian got two hoodies though shit um 3 to 8 p.m tomorrow i'll be there man like i said go chill afterwards man there's a bunch of bars around there if you if you're from la and california socal you'll know where it is it's newport beach basically so it's a little uppity for me but it's nice man it'll be a nice beautiful day and uh we'll be chilling man i'll have a little uh we had a little table inside the, near the cigar lounge inside of high times. Like I said, you can go drink wine over there, live wine tasting, <laughs> uh, cheese tasting, whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, and uh, 
Come on, Brad. At least Lucy's a female dog. If I'm going to fly a motherfucker, it's going to be a female. It ain't going to be a male. I'm not going to fly a male anywhere unless you win some fucking contest or something. Um, it's just a male thing, Brad. Come on, dog. A, a female is something else, okay? Female is a little different. I can sleep at night knowing I flew a female. So, I mean, Greg said he's both. Yeah, figures. Um, so, I, I just got to... We're going to chill tomorrow. Come through. Check it out. I know, Brad. I'm just fucking with you, too. Come on, dog. Don't be so sensitive. I know I don't like App State like you, but goddamn. You'll be all right. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, L.A. has public transportation, dog. Shit. Um, is the 49ers backfield menacing now that Debo Samuel and McCaffrey are there? I don't know. I just saw that on ESPN pop up. I don't think so because now that I think Debo is going to play more of a natural role by playing in the slot more. And I think McCaffrey is going to be a third down back. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Greg Lloyd, hope to see you over there tomorrow. Um, we'll be there three to eight Costa Mesa. I think you're in that neck of the woods, aren't you? Um, we'll see. We'll see. Somebody pops up there. Uh, but man, First week, time slot change. It's been great. It's been nice. Appreciate all you guys coming on in. Um, make sure you uh, check out Capo and uh, all things betting. Um, he does his show, I think, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He's going to get us a new time slot. He'll let us know. Uh, Wido, I know he's doing some great things on his channel. Um, he's doing some interviews with some, some great folks over there I've been peeping out. So you guys go check out all the all the fine folks from this community. And if you guys are, I know you guys follow each other. So you guys follow each other. Check it out. Um, so Mission Viejo, Bob. Shit, you're not too far away, man. You got money, too. Shit, bring me some money. Mission Viejo, you don't live there, broke. Shit. I bet you gas is $12 a gallon there. <laughs> um. Hey, I appreciate all you guys, though, man. It's been a great week. I, hit, I appreciate all the follows, the views, and the likes. And next week, we're going to try to double that shit. So we'll have some great guests on the slate and uh, working on those things. And uh, we're going to keep bringing the heat, the passion, the fire. Keep making sure you uh, tell everybody you know about it, man. And uh, appreciate you. Uh, yeah, Greg, teeing off at 1230. You can come afterwards, man. You'll be done in L.A., probably five fivesomes every fucking hole. You'll be backed up. It's a five-hour round minimum. So, hey, you'll be out of there. You can come by by 8 o'clock. Check us out. We'll be there all night. Uh, appreciate you guys, man. And uh, it's been a great week, man. I, I truly believe uh, we're going to make this thing a big damn deal when I got this film. I got this film now. It's going to be a wrap. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. I'll see you all on Monday, man. Appreciate you. Peace.